Countdown. No one else knows when I'm doing things, but I'm doing things. Are you doing the three, two, one? Are you doing the rocket goes now? I can do any of those. Do you have a? Do you have a request? Uh, I like the rocket. Yeah, rocket. we don't do requests. No. Um, <laughs> um, hello, you are listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace and special guest. Woo! We are a Geelong-based <laughs> gaming podcast where we usually play some games badly and then talk shit about them, uh, but something different today. We are. Somewhere new. We're in a big grey room. I mean, it's not new per se. New with the microphones. Yeah, we haven't put microphones in there before. That no. is... That is we have We've not put, put cameras, mi- but not microphones. Yeah. I haven't put a microphone in here at all. <laughs> uh, where are we? We are at what is affectionately known as our friendly local gaming store. Friendly. Inverted commas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's our local gaming store. It's local in that it's 20 minutes away, but yep. it's worth the drive. So we're here. Um, <laughs> so we are at uh, Throw the Dice. Ooh, yes. You may have heard about it before. Um, we may have mentioned it once or twice on the podcast. <laughs> um, and we are joined by our ever so special guest. Inverted commas again. On special or guest? I don't know. Maybe special guest. <laughs> uh, we are yeah. No, we are joined by Tricky Dicky Rich himself. <laughs> Say hi to the lovely folks, Rich. Hello, people. Oh. I think I talk now. <laughs> yes. You can you can stop the laughing in the background and actually talk now. Yeah, yeah. And actually join <laughs> in. Your window I cut it. I'll just let these two go for it. <laughs> and that's the problem. We're so used to cutting in over each other that it's just <laughs> it's now our natural. Rhythm. No, thank you for having me, guys. This is really cool. So, yeah, yeah. Well, Very te- keen. Thank you. Technically, you're having us because we're here. Oh, yes. Yes. Joint. Well, we are We are actually in the RPG room at Throw the Dice. So, it's pretty cool. So, yes, very, very fun. I cannot wait to see where this is going to lead. So you and us both. We will see how we go. I'm not nervous thinks, at all. He thinks so. We, he mistakes us for people who have plans. <laughs> my uh, my intention is just to tickle his feet under the table. So, Hence why my literally my feet are pointing away from the table. And towards Jace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is no, There's teamwork going on there here. There is no escape. You are the meat in this sandwich. Uh <laughs> What a tasty sandwich it is too. Look, All right. we we have mentioned Throw the Dice once or twice on the podcast. We have mentioned it once or twice in the show notes for the last... I just keep copying the old show notes. I know. And well, you did it once and then, <laughs> and then and it paste. just stays. <laughs> uh, so what we wanted to do is get a look behind the store. This is our store. This is the one we like to come to because of the cool grey lifeless rooms. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I mean, if the first question we had was was the most obvious one is, what is it like living the dream, owning a hobby shop? Living the dream. Living the dream. That's the way we're phrasing it. it <laughs> it's definitely fun, stressful, mm-hmm. interesting. 
It's it's very exciting, but the highs are high and the lows are low. Ooh, excellent. <laughs> it is not as low as your low low prices. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's no, it is it is fun living the dream and doing being like an entrepreneurial spirit. It's good to get that out mm-hmm. and that creativity out. I hope that I hope that comes through the store. And I, we we haven't even tapped into the creativity side of throw the dice yet of where we want to take it, mm-hmm. and so. When I get to that part of it, I think that's where I'll be really comfortable and feel more at home. Whereas, um, yeah, right now I just I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, but yeah, we're 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 almost at that point. So, well, definitely getting there. This is this shop has character. I mean, the, the let's say let's go back a step. You have recently moved to the bigger location. Yep. There's even the smaller location that you're at, two doors down. Mm. Uh, that had character. Mm. Not like, to be confused it, with Three Doors Down because that's a musical <laughs> group. That... That's a good band. Oh, okay. You're welcome. Right. Making notes <laughs> for song. Oh, dear. Yeah, well, we, I'm tapping out know, already. We had to, test, <laughs> had to test out our idea, right? Yeah. Very different store. Tried to do like a bit more classy, atmosphere, fun. Try and make it you like... We wanted to... One of the number one things we wanted to do for the gamers in Geelong and wherever we go with Throw the Dice is when you're in your time of your happiness and this is your hobby, I want to feel like you're in a different world. Having away from all that stress, away from all that stuff, you're playing Dungeons and Dragons and you're just looking around the room, oh, there's got to be stuff to look at. Mm -hmm. There's got to be like things to do, things to like, you know, motivate people to get to the next step. What's going to drive those dreams of those kids in the future? What's going to... And my, when I grew up, oh wow, really deviating now, aren't I? No, yeah, well, um, no, this is well, that's my um, next question. <laughs> but this is the this is why we made the store, right? Like back in my hometown, there's something. There was a place called. There still is a place called Fantasy Cave, right? And you go there. Sounds like a different kind of shop. <laughs> Fantasy Cave. No, it was. Oh, it was absolutely amazing. Right next to it was ANZ Bank, and you had this little tiny side door, right, with. That lit up some stairs and it had a nutcracker there, big big nutcracker, right? So hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let is, me let me stop. So, really Fantasy open. Cave had a nutcracker. Yes, but it's okay because <laughs> I'm next to the bank, so you could afford it. So you go to the bank still, yes. So you'd go up up the top of the stairs, you pay your little five dollar entry, right? You mm-hmm. make a withdrawal and then a deposit. Yes, exactly. You get bank made good money too. Uh, and then um, you'd go through, you'd get your entry ticket, $5. And then the first room you'd enter was probably the size of our current throw the dice store now. Mm-hmm. One big, huge mega train set. Yep. Right? Yep. With yep. hills and lights and different trains going at different times and airplanes and, you know, all yep. the cool shit. Um, and you'd walk around that room and then, like, you'd get to the end, you've seen everything. Wow, mine's already blown, right? And then... You've got the rest of the whole museum to see. So then okay. you go through this cave system, right? You go, you walk down these steps. Suddenly, you've got this big, huge scene, probably like as big as again, throw the dice store. Mm-hmm. You can't. You walk down the stairs. You got this big, massive rocking, sh- this big, huge ship rocking back and forth with the big crocodile coming out from underneath with Peter Pan and stuff. Okay. Big, huge thing. Dolphins going everywhere. And then you go to the next part, and it had like asteroids coming down. You press buttons, and different things happen. And then after that, you'd go into the underground cave system, right? Whereas every single exhibit you went past was a nursery rhyme. Mm-hmm. And they made these out of plastic bottles and lights. Like, I'm talking really cheap, effective stuff, right? Like, just to, you know, get 
make these cool creativity things happen. And it was this, I think it was this guy or this family that had this dream and they like made this for us as kids. And then it just developed bit by bit by bit. Santa and like um, Christmas time was really big for it because mm-hmm. they'd have a Santa Claus in the cave there waiting for people when they go around the, the loop. You'd have the elves, you'd sit with Santa, then you get a photo at the, on the way out. And then on the way out, again, there's going to be more nursery rhymes with dioramas and mm-hmm. displays and stuff like that. And I was like, why don't we have that for all the miniature games that we currently do? Why don't we drive motivation, hobby, and everything like that with what we do already? It'd be awesome, wouldn't it? So, you know, when, when you go to these museums and stuff, you see mm. these big, huge um, dioramas it, and it's stuff. It's a display. It's, it's a, all, it's all yeah. the same stuff. It's World War II, right? Or yeah. it's nursery rhymes. Mm-hmm. Or it's like something that the public knows. Why don't we bring our hobby and everything we love that what we do? Because it's super incredible. Put it in front of people's faces and be like, "Oh wow, I could do that." And I'm yes, getting, can. I'm getting kind of flashbacks to the old kind <laughs> of Warhammer Day, you know, dioramas that they did with, you know, and I'm showing my age here because I'm thinking back to the the Warhammer Lizardman Bretonian box where they did literally yes. the the full Bretonian castle with the knights coming out and the Lizardman, and it was this fucking massive diorama that they must have spent, you know, thousands of people, you know, billions of hours kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but there used to be so much more of that yes. that you'd see in the hobby. And I feel like yep. as the games have developed and, you know, the marketing has developed and everything's like anyone reading a White Dwarf now compared to reading a White Dwarf 10, 15 years ago, mm. you can tell the difference where they were encouraging you to scratch build shit. They were encouraging you to just, you know, stretch those creative fucking muscles. Yep. Whereas now it's, hey, you can buy this thing off the shelf. Please take it and go. Mm. Um, and I suppose that there's a need for that to exist in a retail space because, I mean, that's effectively what happens. Um, yeah. But, yeah, getting back to some of that and then, yeah, as you said, kind of adding that museum, you know, interactive, you know, experience to the whole venue. Mm. You know, I think, you know, and I haven't been to Warhammer World so I can't even talk to that. Yeah. I believe Warhammer World has that sort of set up. A little bit. And, yeah, yeah, to a degree, but they've I don't know of anywhere else. Don't they? No. Yeah, yeah, they do. And then they've got across the road, they've got Bugman's Bar so you can go have a beer mm-hmm. and, you know, be a, feel like you're in a castle. And so, like, before we opened the store, me and Nikki went to New Zealand, we sussed it out, right? Because mm-hmm. I told her about this place ages ago and she's like, we should really go definitely check this out before we open the store so she can see the dream I'm envisioning mm-hmm. and go from there. And um, so we did a trip around New Zealand, um, saw the guys at Weta Workshop as well, had a good talk to them, and um, and just all over the place. I went to every gaming store we could possibly go past, um, puzzle museums, all sorts of stuff. And then um, getting all these ideas, and we came back, and then we did like a big, huge round trip of Melbourne as well, going to all the gaming stores, and I was trying to get encompass everything i could from all these stores what they did well what they did wrong Mm -hmm. um stuff like that and it was atmosphere Mm -hmm. atmosphere Mm -hmm. where's our atmosphere where's our passion well apparently they're returning that in kickstarter form that game which one atmosphere atmosphere (laughs) (laughs) so you can get it no (laughs) not yet it's on kickstarter yeah Yeah. (laughs) you can get it in Um, three years time yeah i mean Mm. i suppose you get those stores that are just a retail space, maybe with some tables you get. Mm. And I suppose the other thing, just looking around, thinking more about this store rather than the, the store of the future. I think the thing, 
you know, I've been in retail stores where there it is just a retail space with a couple of tables, and I've been in stores where it has been almost like someone's personal hobby space, mm-hmm. and it is often treated like someone's personal hobby space. And I'm I'm referring to my own bloody shed at the moment, which is trashed. <laughs> there is shit everywhere, yeah. um, and I feel like this feels so much more grown up than a lot of like. As an adult that likes to play with toy soldiers, it's nice to come and not fight the kids Mm -hmm. and not deal with, you know, behavior that is just juvenile and it's clean and it's fresh and it's, you know, looked. and I feel like there's that half of it as well. So as a, just as a retail space, yes, there's fun shit on the walls and there's, there are stuff going on, but it's the other half of it. You're, you're right. You are spending a, a decent amount of time in a space and you don't want to be worried about the housekeeping. Mm. There was one of the first things we wanted to whack on the head. Nikki said, look, if we're doing a gaming store, it's clean. It's tidy. It ain't going to smell and, like and, and I want to be there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she wants to make it like she wants to come there. She wants to make, we want to make it open for everyone, right? To make them feel welcome, make them feel comfortable. And, you know, that's why we've got the carpet. The carpet keeps me honest. Everything shows up on this carpet. <laughs> Everything shows up. On the, every single day before the day starts, I try and get my vacuum working. If my vacuum is not working, I'm gutted. <laughs> I'm just a clean freak when it comes to my floor. And it's just like, this floor keeps me honest. <laughs> so that's another reason why we have the membership and stuff as well, right? So, you know, there's an investment there to keep me, keep me honest, keep me tracking, keep me going, right? So it's good. So that was the yeah, that was the one of the big things that we want to do was at, huge atmosphere and clean. So mm. well, it's definitely clean. Like I mean, like you said, Jace, there's there's been so many stores that I've gone into that are just stuff on the walls and a trestle table. Yeah. For people to inverted quotes play on. Yeah, and, and equally there's been places that, you know, people have started making an effort on, but it's just half finished projects. Mm-hmm. And trip hazards and shit around the <laughs> yep. place. Um, and it's great ideas done half-assed or not quite finished. And, you know, and I understand that all these people are busy and stuff, but just to be not have to think about that. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, I look around my hobby space and every time I'm hobbying, I'll be like, I should fucking sort those paints and put that shit away and clean this up and fucking put that back in the cupboard. And I don't, but I should. And it's that thing in the back of your mind and you, you're suddenly hobbying at a space that's like that and I'm doing them. I just want to fucking clean this shit up. Mm. I'm halfway through a game yeah. and I don't have that and it's the best because you can immerse yourself in what you're here for. Mm. This is your space. This is your, you know, your pay to be here, etc. So that's why it keeps me honest, right? Keeps me, keeps me on top of my game. I need to get it done and we're not even close to where we want to be for where we want the store to be at and stuff like that. But that's very big stuff's about to come in the next, like, probably two weeks. Oh. So we're, um, we're custom making all our hobby tables, all mm-hmm. our gaming tables. So once we get those in store and up and running, we're going to have big, huge, like, imagine, like, big Viking mead tables. They're all just going to be, like, one big, huge, big wolf. And that way, no matter what size table and stuff like that, you pick your space, boom, put your mat down, off you go. Right, rather than um, okay, no one's playing next to you. Cool, we'll just take that space up too. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. So and then it's all just customizable, right? So currently, right now, we can have fourteen player tournaments, like mm-hmm. for either on a four by four or a six by four, um, and then that will go out to I think twenty two for four by fours for Lord of the Rings, Infinity, all that yeah, sort yep. of stuff, and then um, 
For our 6x4 tables, obviously they're a bit bigger, so we'll probably have to stick to that 14-player tournament feeling. But um, our 4x4 systems, well, we can get up to about 20, 22 players. But still want to keep it comfy, so we'll probably most likely be aiming at 18 to 20, depending on um, availability and how much a need for it it is. Yeah, not having to rub butts. Yeah, I don't like rubbing butts, and that's always what we've tried to stay away from. I I do, mm. but I'm very picky (laughs) on who I rub with. Yeah, Yeah. and there's the problem with the tournament, right? Yeah. You, yeah. Not only do you not get to choose your opponent, but you don't get to choose who's sitting behind you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it. All right. So mm. let's go. Speaking of going back way back into time and kind of the inspiration for everything, mm-hmm. I suppose there's probably a bunch of people that don't know before Throw the Dice. Be, I mean, you were kind of, you know, you kind of appeared in Geelong as a bit of an Age of Sigma. That kind of kicked everything off. Mm-hmm. I assume you existed before then. Yes. So... <laughs> It didn't just just spontaneously arrive. (laughs) Like a um, gift from the heavens. Anyway, (laughs) so just go back a little bit. Talk about where your hobby, where you came from, what you, you know, got you into everything. What got me into it from the very start. My very first set that I brought of hobby material Mm -hmm. was Warhammer 40,000. I'm sorry. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the games, I I know... Warhammer 40,000 was the very first box set I bought. I think it was like fourth or fifth or something. It was an old school Orcs and Gretchen kit mm-hmm. yeah. versus Space Marines kit. And um, my very first hobby, like, okay, we would, we went for a uh, mum took me and my sister down and um, some friends down to the South Island. We live in the North Island. Um, down, did a, like a whole tour of the South Island, and um, which was really cool. And... Like, you know, parents broke up, so I needed something. My grades were going down and stuff like that, right, a few years later. And mum's like, I need to get this boy on something. I need to get his creativity on something. Meth get him off the get. head of it, right? Yeah. Brain's constantly going off. Um, Not when you make your own. <laughs> <laughs> Chemistry is a good subject. Chemistry is good <laughs> But um, she, she needed to get me onto something, right? Get me onto a hobby. So during that holiday um, was the premiere of uh lord of the rings fellowship of the ring the very Mm -hmm. first movie um we went and saw that down in christchurch and um i was blown away i was um during during the movie i cried a little bit because i got a little bit scared and then i got then i was like empowered and enthused and ecstatic and then mum's like what is happening to my son (laughs) and i was like i had all these emotions with this first movie it was crazy um, and then like Gandalf dying and stuff like that made me cry. And then I was Spoiler. like, what's going on? And then, um, and then after that, we were just like, we'd go to toy stores and stuff like, cause you were kids, yep. right? We went to toy stores and all that sort of stuff. I think I was 12 at that time. And then, um, yeah, I found at this toy store, a hobby kit for Warhammer 40,000 Orcs vs. Space Marines. And it came with, um, came with some paint, some brushes. This is when it had everything, right? This is yeah. when it had everything. So I had my Orcs and my Space Marines. And then it had a hobby kit inside there too with paint brushes and stuff as well. So it was a complete kit. Um, and then got to Granddad's because he was in, um, they lived in South Island. And um, he, I've still got these models in front of me above my computer every time I go to my computer. And it's, um, Granddad passed away like two years ago just before COVID. And so... It was a really special moment because he was the first one to spray paint my minis and really try and help me to because yep. he really cared about you know dad leaving and all that sort of stuff and um, he spray painted my models and um, it was so funny like with like high gloss enamel oh so bad <laughs> so he spray painted my novels models all red with this high gloss enamel um, spray paint 
and I'm um, sorry I get a little bit emotional here. <laughs> um, but um, and then like he hands them over to me, and as he's handing them over to me, the Space Marine with a standard on his back, yeah. obviously enamel's quite toxic, right? Yeah. So the guy's there with his chainsaw and his flag, and he's just like bending over <laughs> slightly, <laughs> like he starts like folding over, like crippling. And I've still got him in my um in my above my computer, and I'm always going to have him, and he's always going to be above my computer, just looking at me because that was like my. My, my memory from my granddad so that's pretty cool so that was the, my entry into the hobby and then when we got back over to uh wellington we saw our cousins and they were my cousin was like oh this is a really cool game like this is awesome so we'll go down to warhammer store i was like oh there's a store for it oh cool all right went down to warhammer store and what did we do we played one game of warhammer fantasy after i bought 40k yeah hooked into fantasy and then he got a um, empire kit of like all the empire because he loved the knights. And I was like, oh, I watched Lord of the Rings. I love goblins and I love orcs. So I was like, oh, mum, you know how you bought me this? I, I sort of need this to play my cousin now. And so I bought like a box of 20 goblins for 30 bucks, I think it was at the time. 30, 35 bucks. Oh, and fuck. then, um, oh, I think you got 20 in the box. I was like, cool, all my little goblins going for it. I got rolled every time. Absolutely. Like I got all these like little goblins and he's got all these knights just coming for me. Just we played the game not how you should. Correct. Um, at all. We made this whole system. We, like, we took their, how they roll for stuff and things. Yep. But we took our whole system by ourselves and just made it our own sort of thing. We used their rules, but it was too complex, so we just made them simpler for us. And every time we played, it changed every time. And then suddenly we're just <laughs> playing our own Warhammer skirmish, full battle, but skirmish mode, so everything was moving one piece at a time. We didn't know what we were doing. So funny, but... Um, that's how I entered the game. And then from there, it was like um, Warhammer armies from there, Dark Elves, Lizardmen, a bit of everything. And then um, mostly fantasy. And then went into, uh, when I was about 18, went into uh, War Machine and Hordes. Mm -hmm. So I started playing that. Really loved that. Loved the different mechanics, the skirmish style. I loved getting things in headlocks and bashing them mm -hmm. and shit like that. And big beasts going to town. It's really cool. Um, and they literally said in their rule book, like, play like you've got a pair so if you've got balls cool play if you don't fuck off yeah. like it was just like it was just really cool that whole different don't give a shit play our game if you want to we don't care if you don't whatever right attitude it was it was really cool refreshing so i went into that as well and then um yeah and then i just started doing a bit of warhammer a bit of um war machine then i didn't really know what to do um did really big into at the same time i was into like my performing and stuff so I used to be a performer and like performing around New Zealand and stuff like that for musicals, shows, okay. a little bit of TV, movies, stuff like that. And then um, that brought me over to here to Australia because my dad lived here in Geelong at the time. And then um, and then got back into it like hard out here. But obviously in Geelong town, what are we here known for? We are 40K mm -hmm. crazy it over is, here. It is like um, so obviously to fit in, I started doing Dark El Dark Elder so I could like, you know, play some four 40k and have some fun. Uh, met some uh, met Paris and Gerard and stuff like that. So we started playing War Machine as well, which was really cool. And then went down to Tassie and um, I did oh no, I did cats here for the performing side. And then I stopped there, and then we went down to Tassie for a, like a bit of a change, right? Just to mix it up, see what it's like, and you know, around different areas. Tasmania was just like New Zealand, so mm -hmm. Nikki was like, "Oh, you're a bit homesick, so I'll go halfway for you. Let's go Tassie." So we went to Tassie, uh, played rugby for about uh, three, four years, and then um, 
Still did uh, War Machine and Hordes big down there. Loved that. Did Warhammer as well. Met my uh, met Ollie's godfather and everything down there as well. So got some really lovely friends down there. Tassie's one of those places that is a, a tiny little spit of land that has mm. a surprisingly big wargaming community. Mm-hmm. Like there's quite a few and competitive scenes as well. That yep. like they've got some. Like I, I was surprised when I found that out. Um, yeah. yeah, really great people down there too. Like really fun. You don't get you do, you do get your competitive guys as well. That's going to be everywhere, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, you get some really lovely people down in Tassie. They're just gorgeous. And it was we made some such good friendships down there. It's really cool. And it's, it's funny, though. We wish we did so much more down there than we did. Like when you start working and stuff, mm-hmm. you just start working. Yeah. <laughs> you don't go. We, we didn't even fight. go to Cradle Mountain. We didn't do like the big tree walk and stuff. We were like, when we left, when we came back to Geelong because we had Ollie. Yeah. Um, we were like, we didn't do a lot of shit down there. <laughs> what what did we do for four years? What's going yeah, on? We, we fucking worked. And we start working, playing rugby and drinking, and then that's it. Yeah. Tazzy done. <laughs> so you're always away. You don't, you don't visit where you live. Yeah, you don't. So, yeah, exactly. And that's why for our last holiday, we went uh, about three or four weeks ago when we went away. We were like, no, let's just do something in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Go away. And see some Victoria of where we're from, right? Yeah. So I went to Hillsville. That was lovely. Yeah. That was really cool. Ate Got some engaged, good food. came back. <laughs> so it was cool. Like, you know, it was just a lovely time. And Victoria's beautiful. So really cool. And so, yeah, sorry, um, come back from Tassie. Yeah. And then me and Nikki have always, like, talked about this sort of idea of running a business together, wanting to do our dreams together and stuff like that. And I said, well, why don't we do a gaming store? Why don't we get this... I've had this idea in my head forever of this fantasy cave-esque mm-hmm. gaming story thing. And um, I I can't work anywhere else. Like, I've had enough. <laughs> I need to get my free spirit ideas and stuff out there. And I need to just get this creativity out there and just get going. And, um, and she's like, okay, all right, let's look into it and let's go. So we started building the scene here for Age of Sigma. Um, did it out of guff so we got a lot of people together started getting um, you know pumping the scene making positivity it was really fun really good fun um, then yeah it came to a point where like sweet got to a point where like we get, we got good systems all around Geelong so let's let's give it a crack and see if they want something different and that's what we did so because mm. you like you were really known for the tournaments that you were running yeah so you were pushing out these tournaments having you know, two, was it two big ones each year, roughly? Yeah, two, two big fellas each year. We, we, we like Summer Smash and Winter Wipeout yeah. were our two big boys. So was that always the plan? Was the, the tournament aspect to build up the community to drive people into the store? Or was mm. it more because you couldn't help yourself? For me, I mean, not obviously knowing you and what you're like in, inside, but um, the I knew you as Warm. the tournament guy. Yep. The guy that ran all these cool, exciting tournaments in Geelong and was pushing the scene and was like enthusiastic and everything. Yeah. And then, oh, and by the way, he's opening a store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so was that always the plan though? The, the yeah, store well, was first to... and the tournaments were a way into that? Well, we thought if we make a store, what we need is we need to get people excited about this hobby again. Mm-hmm. We need to get this. For too many years, Geelong's been very stagnant. There's, there's just a lot of different systems that don't see attention. There's a lot of um, stuff that people don't try or are scared to try. Um, it's a really, place. It, it's yeah. funny. And, you know, 
probably partially my fault. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Most but, definitely yeah, your fault. Um, let's let's, let's put the blame lot, on Jace. There's, well, not partial, <laughs> there's no partial about this. Anyway, carry no, on. I, what is your fault? Look, frankly, it's the way I like it. Um, <laughs> no, but there's a lot of really do, like separate siloed communities there's these little pockets of gamers fucking everywhere playing different games or playing the same game potentially but they just don't talk to each other Mm -hmm. they don't connect they don't join up you don't you don't sort of those communities don't merge at all so you have these little tiny pockets of sort of three or four five dudes playing at home or wherever and yeah you don't see the connection you don't see and you don't see them cross-pollinating different games. You don't see them, you know, any of that. And it's a really weird kind of... Like, I even did it too, right? Yeah, I like, I, like we played a lot of Garage Hammer as well. Like I before, fucking love Garage I Hammer. Let's before not... I left a Tezzy, still Garage Hammer. Like, you really, know, it's... stuck to our little communities and did yeah. our thing. Like, it's a good thing, but mm. it's it does inherently limit. The, the the community you have, the experiences yeah. you have, you everything like and that. That's, that's a really good point. I had a customer come in the other day, right? Tommy Z. He came in and um, yeah, shout out Tommy Z. Um, <laughs> what what <laughs> my boys? <laughs> We've got a new listener. <laughs> he said something really key the other day. He's like, comes in for Lord of the Rings, right? Yep. And that, just like what you said then, these guys might be all playing the same game, but they don't even know it, yeah. right? So when we opened up our little store. What was the most asked question? Uh, do you play Lord of the Rings here? Do you play Lord of the Rings here? Oh, do you play Lord of the Rings here? Like the first month we were open, probably got about seven to ten questions of, do you play Lord of the Rings here? And do you push that scene? And we were like, wow, there's really a gap here of Lord of the Rings. What's going on here? And now we've got a, a crowd of 20 to 25 players strong, right, that come in all during different times of the month, trying to get games together, get an active hobby and all that sort of stuff. Um, and... They had nowhere really to like converge, converge on, converge yeah. on, on and gather at right. And now they're one of our biggest systems here. Well, that's the thing, and I think you can talk all day about how you know there's groups of people and they play with their friends because they know that their friends play the same game that they mm-hmm. do. I don't know. I like my friends. Uh, I know don't. their personal yeah, exactly. hygiene is okay. Exactly, yes. but exactly to to think about it in a broader space. There, what have we got? We've got. Warhammer, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Warhammer is a cute little store, but it's G-Dub focused, mm-hmm. okay? And and that's the way they're built. Like, they they focused on G-Dub. They can have a couple of games going on there, but, mm. you know, any more than, say, two or three, and they get, start getting really uh, crowded. Mm. And then there's, there's really nothing else where somebody can go in and start talking games, you know, there's there's other shops where there are gaming stuff sold, but the environment that you get in a good shop that is focused and enthusiastic about the games is a is the kind of thing that you have with your mates in your garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, and comfortability kind of, wise, well, and, and stuff, picking yeah. that up is I can walk into any any space that rents their space and use their space, and that's cool. But what I'm what I'm getting for my money is just the physical space. If I'm renting space or you know buying table time in a a good store, I'm not just getting the physical space and the the, the you know the the table, but there's this osmosis that sort of comes with it. There's this infectious kind of enthusiasm and excitement and, you know, me looking at other people's stuff and different games being played and, Mm. you know, where it's somewhere that it actually gives you more than just 
the space that you have. Um, and mm. I feel like that's the, the added value that you get here mm. compared to somewhere else. Um, because you come in here and you get, uh, you know, Tricky turned up to 120%. Um, you get, which is not a bad thing, but no, it, that's, that's it, his it, usual this dialogue. Is, this, is, this is not, yeah, he goes, he goes, he starts at 11 and it's fucking stuck there. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, you've got other people playing games, you've got, you know, people hobbying, you've got different stuff, different models to look at, different game systems to look at, and it's all in the same kind of just friendly, bantery, happy kind of, you know, it's, situation that you have in your garage with your mates mm. and that's the deal and i feel like it is that environment that's the hard bit to build and it's the bit that you don't get in so many other places yeah a place yeah. like gw look you know hats off to the gw guys they're great at what they do mm. but you can go into gw and play or watch a 40k game or a fantasy game mm. Potentially something else. If maybe got maybe kill team, but all variations of the yeah. above. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But what is needed, like you, if you know about forty k, you know about fantasy. If you come into a store that is not um, that niche, let's say, and you come in, you go, okay, well, I want to have a game of Lord of the Rings. But this guy over here is playing Marvel and this guy over here is playing this game and they look cool and, and what's this about? And what do you mean you're throwing a building? I, and, yeah. you, where do I get some of those sort of things? Yeah. So, Spider-Man got crushed by the bugle? What? Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, a trash can in the back of Widow's head? Magneto, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Fuck. Um, I'm going to bring that up. Never it down. To say. We're going to start a count. Um, I'm not at all going to do that. That's way too much admin. <laughs> But yeah, it is this cross, this osmosis thing, because if all you know is fantasy and all you know is because, and I mean, I, I was guilty of it for a long time before we had a games workshop. There was the mind games was kind mm-hmm. of the retailer and mm-hmm. they stocked games workshop products and yep. games workshop paints. And that was about it. Um, and you could go in there and you could buy stuff. Absolutely. But you, they there had, was no place. They had space. one table oh, back in high, back in high school. There was an table, mm-hmm. um, and you could go in and you could play games on that one table. But realistically, you went in there, you bought some shit, you went over to your mate's garage, and you played the the, the two games that you knew about because yep. there was Warhammer and there was Forty K. And that's what we did. That's what we did. It, exactly. And now I come in and I'm like, where are these models from? What is that? And it's not even if it's another game I want to play. It's just. I haven't seen that model before. That's kind of pretty. I could use that for thing. And you suddenly, mm. you're not only broadening your horizons for games and systems and communities, but just for models that you can use or you can just paint or you can just do other things. It suddenly mm. there's different paint ranges that I haven't tried, which is dangerous. Um, there is. <laughs> Are there any paint systems you haven't tried? There's yet? a couple. Okay. Uh, not many, surely. No. no, they're very hard to get. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's, so much more that you get just being able to, to get excited by different shit. And it's, you know, mm. sometimes, and look, I for a long time played one game very seriously or one game very focused and then maybe another game or two just on the side. Yeah. Um, and what this does is open up that exposure to that extra game on the side. Mm-hmm. That who, who wants a little thing on the side? Yeah. Just, oh. <laughs> we all want a little bit on the side. Oh, we all do. <laughs> and you have it in spades. Yes. It's not even just, you know, it's that little bit on the side may become your main squeeze. Yeah, exactly. And it's since opening the store, that's what's been the go, right? Like we started out with doing events for Age of Sigma and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But then when we opened the store, 
the support we got was totally right field. It was Lord of the Rings coming through. It was Infinity just blew up as mm-hmm. well from our regulars from Infinity. And then we had Kings of War start up from us just randomly trying a game because we're a little bit, you know, it was um, Age of Sigma 2 was out. We're a little bit stagnant. Nothing was really going anywhere. So we're like, oh, we'll just try, give this a go. Me and Fletcher just threw down a Kings of War game. And it was, it's so smooth. It was gorgeous. We were like, whoa. Silky. Whoa, what? And every base is built like a diorama. Whoa, my Silky. hobby mind is like going 100 miles an hour. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is sick. And then, you know, um, but I, sh- I was trying to say before, it was Tom, what he was in store for, what he was saying, right? It's, it's very similar to what you were saying about the garage hammer and stuff. He said, I could go home and I could play Lord of the Rings at home. I can go play in the garage, have a nice beer, cool, nice and comfortable with the friends I know. Mm. Who else is going to see my game? Who else am I going to talk to about other systems? Who am I going to go play next to that could really like the look of Lord of the Rings? How do we grow this if we don't have people around us like seeing the game and stuff? So that's why they've been started coming in like Friday nights and stuff like that, trying to get a thing going on and... It's so hard pushing non-G-Dub stuff in store. <laughs> it's so hard in uh, such a big G-Dub town that's been mm-hmm. G-Dub for so long, driven of 40K, Fantasy, um, and all those Necromundas and all that sort of stuff. Like It's really hard to break that habit, try different things, but it's also been a really sort of welcome challenge because mm-hmm. when people do see these other systems and stuff and they get to know them and they're like, that's actually really damn cool. And you see this like massive light bulb go on their head. They're like, there's other games out there? <laughs> and then they just like, you just see them fully enthralled in this new experience. It's like they've started the whole hobby over again, right? And it's like that little golden moment there of people starting into this hobby with a fresh start or something like that. It's just really cool to see. And it brings me back to my childhood of like, you know, when I first played my game right mm. like when we we threw down kings of war it felt like i was back in that games workshop store back when i was a kid 20 goblins rolling dice 20 <laughs> goblins 30 bucks um and then um you know it's just oh it's just yeah it's, and that's what gives me the biggest kick in the world here is like people coming and enjoying the store like nikki says it's really bad that i don't want money and i just want people here <laughs> playing and I, i'm like it's probably really bad for business but i really like just seeing what we've made being used that's the whole reason and like if it's not you know if it's not used and stuff why am i doing it i'll just make an online store and and cut the retailers under their ankles more mm-hmm. right like it's just that's what you do it's if if if, if people aren't going to use the space why have i got the space mm-hmm. and that's what it all comes down to so yeah Look, I mean, real, you, you we can buy all your hobby supplies at tddiceonline.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Shameless I, plug. And that's the thing. Yeah, that's what I'm learning to do right now is how to be a bit more of a businessman rather <laughs> than just well, being this fairy. Because it will... <laughs> <laughs> the nerd fairy. <laughs> just, nerd oh, fairy. Fuck, just a neck beard and a slightly stained t-shirt not covering his gut. Um, so, yeah, going along those lines and sort of... Sort of Changing topic a little bit. <laughs> From nerd fairy, taking yes. one. Well, look, what I what I've noticed you talking uh, while I've noticed you talking is that you don't say I, you say we. Yeah. And like this is obviously yours and Nikki's. Yes. You're the face. Mm-hmm. Nikki's 
most likely the brain. She's the responsible one. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. She's hard out the responsible one. <laughs> Mine is all big dreams and yep. stuff and like getting down and getting jobs done. I love that. And like especially when I do a dream, I fulfill it and then mm-hmm. I have to ask for permission later. It's great because <laughs> it's like it's getting my kick in, but then she brings me right back down to earth. So we're a yeah. good team. Um, but um, yeah, she's definitely the brains of the business. And mm-hmm. it's I always say we because there's a lot of stuff behind scenes that people just don't even see. Mm-hmm. There's so much we have to do to keep this place going and running and stuff behind the scenes that you know we don't want people to see that extra stuff. We want people to come in and feel like they don't have to do anything. And that's yep. why we try and do that, right? So that I'll always say we because this is not just me. This is me, Nikki, Ollie, makes me happy when i come home so he keeps me sane for this business to keep going um like you know it's it's a total family project and in the future it's just going to get more and more family for us so yeah the 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 more this baby grows then the the more it means to us so yeah that's really good to hear actually (laughs) Mm, so it's nice to hear that there is somebody keeping you just firmly planted on the ground too because <laughs> that would be a loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my ideas would just not stop, which would be cool, but I would probably just self-implode hard. Yes. I was just saying, yeah, the shop would just explode in a <laughs> rainbow of colors and excitement and yeah. implode like five minutes later. <laughs> exactly. It would be good, but oh, I'd be a... At least I'd go out with a bang, I'd say that. <laughs> if I was going out, I'd go out with a bang. Oh. <laughs> Well, but yeah, I'm hoping not to go into this much. Also, not implode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, not implode. <laughs> no, no, don't implode. You explode and make a mess and make somebody else clean up. That's the general. No, because it would be Nikki. There's the problem. Yeah, I suppose. Don't we don't want to do that. Yeah, if you could just, if you could just spontaneously combust, but only leave a small green globule. That would be great. Um, the more it's really. Nothing's yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've um, done it. You've got the store. Yep. And and. This is, you know, we've said it before. This is this is the our favorite place to come because it's inviting, everyone's friendly. That's lovely. It's got you, and you are just one hundred and ten percent enthusiasm all the time, which is just nuts. And I don't know how you do it. Uh, <laughs> but now that you've got the store, mm-hmm. how do you keep motivated when hobby is now your work? Yes. How does how do you keep that going? That's what I'm finding. It can be tough. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie on this podcast. Be like, oh, it's all oh, fuck, I do I'm, all a, I'm, a, I'm a nerd fairy. No. Uh, it's, um, fuck, it's so a thing there. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, I just... We need to get it embroidered onto a t-shirt for him. It needs to... Yeah, my good name tricky, tags. Nerd fairy's yeah. here. No, uh, but um, it, it, is, it is... I have felt it very difficult this last probably say four to six months, mm-hmm. this last four to six months has been the big store has required a lot of attention, a lot of um, stuff like that. There's a lot of systems that I'm pushing that I, I want to get into and push as well, mm-hmm. but the time is not there for me to do my own hobby and stuff. This is a business. Yes. 
and the business comes first over my hobby. You and mean you don't just get to sit in here and to. paint all day? I don't get to sit here what? and paint all day. Fucking <laughs> the internet has lied to me. I've yeah. started taking little lunch breaks. I've started <gasps> taking little... So I'll make some crackers. I'll put the office on and I'll learn how to be a manager. So that's like my <laughs> oh lunch my God, time. That's, that's how you're learning uh, to be a manager. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's how I'm learning. But um, but yeah, I'm like I'm starting to take breaks. I'm trying to pace myself and try and get some me time and things. I have Monday, Tuesdays off. It's not off. <laughs> I'm doing stuff mm. behind the scenes all the time. Work doesn't stop 24-7. So for me to get my hobby time, like it was really hard like, yeah, the last four or six months. Real big hobby stoppage. I couldn't do any hobby. I couldn't do anything. I was just doing everything for the store and I couldn't think about anything else. And then I just, I entered a, um, what was really good about like Christmas and stuff is that I, I didn't do any hobby challenges for you, like your mm-hmm. guys cast, uh, hobby homies, all that sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't do any challenges all year and stuff. And then what I did decide at the end of the year was enter a Chris Kringle for the Lord of the Rings guys. Yeah. So I did the Chris Kringle thing and I I was like, shit, what do I do? And so I went, sat down at my desk um, and there was this bag of models there, right? And it was all Lord of the Rings models. And I saw, I was like, cool, I'll reach my hand and see who I get. They're all characters and stuff. So I was like, cool, picked them out, found Gimli. Mm -hmm. Cute little dwarf guy. I was like, cool, I can concentrate on this one little dwarf over Christmas and have a few breaks because I was sick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, cool, during this time, I'm actually just going to sit down, paint, because I'm not allowed going outside the house and stuff. I'm like, cool, I'm going to sit down, paint, watch some movies, muck around, watch The Office, <laughs> um, and then get him done. And it felt so good. I, I, I sat down. There was nothing else to do. I was, wasn't allowed to go into the store. I wasn't allowed to leave the house because my chest and stuff. And... Um, I just sat down and painted Gimli mm-hmm. and it felt fantastic. And I was like, just doing his reds and I looked him up and I was like, made sure I had a picture of him in front of me while I was painting. How much pink and did you do? How much what? Pink. Pink. No pink. No. Sadly, no pink. Reds. I could have gone into pink, but no, I didn't know pink. Um, <laughs> All right. So continue your story. I'm, I'm, but, uninter- uh, I'm in, uninterested now, okay. but go on. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, but after painting that little Gimli, it re- reinvigorated my hobby yeah. and my whole thing. And then I smashed out that Legion of 60 Zombies. Say, that was the next one I was going to mention. I l- unleashed and just went for it. I was like, that felt real good getting that done. So I went from painting one t- little tiny Gimli to then smashing out a unit of 60 zombies mm-hmm. on one base for Kings of War for a 60 man and plus a tree diorama and stuff like that. And like I already painted a bit of it beforehand, but I was like, I'm just going to smash this out and get it done. So I did all the scenery, the terrain, painted the tree, did the final coat of all the zombie colors and stuff like that. And it felt so good. And I was like, shit, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've realized like a lot of doing the store, like you see my effort at the front of the store and things like that. But yeah, my own hobby time and my own hobby life has been fully drastically drained. Yep. I haven't been able to do pretty much anything since doing this store so it's been so hard and um all my infinity figures and stuff like that are all stuff that i've had painted from new zealand i'm uh, sorry from um, tasmania so mm-hmm. haven't even touched them and stuff like that so a lot of stuff i haven't touched or done since opening the store because my hobby it's it's sort of like my hobby is transitioned to something bigger is not just a game or a hobby it's a whole 
hobby store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm creating a D&D room. Yeah. I'm creating atmosphere. I'm creating a um, these new tables, these new uh, new counter and new new whole store, right? That, yeah. that has been my hobby for the last probably four or six months. And that's when it ticked into me. I'm like, oh, I am still hobbying, but in a totally it's different situation. Slightly one-to-one scale. It's not focused in that regards on a personal level. It's not mm. you getting satisfaction because you've done this for you. Yeah. Your hobby is now creating things for other people. Correct, yeah. It's, and that's and, what yeah. it is. I love creating... And I think that's where like my performer side of me comes from as well. Mm-hmm. I like performing and doing and creating amazing things for people. That's mm-hmm. what I love. And then you know, going back to where we first kind of <laughs> met you is running events and having done it's the same. Like you can't stress the amount of work that goes into running a tournament, especially <laughs> a good large scale tournament. Mm. Um, and effectively, you get nothing physically out of it. You get tired. That's what you get out of it. You're very tired. Um, Lose a weekend. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> and, and prep time. Well, that's why for the, like the tournaments now we take the whole store because I'm like, well, if I'm doing this whole event, I've got to get some customers around the store, right? Because mm-hmm. we're going to close the store for the weekend. So, hey, I've got to bring the store with me to get something out of this. So mm-hmm. everything goes towards um, events and prizes and stuff like that. And then, yeah, if we make anything on the day it's going to be purely from people getting stuff at the store we purely do it for community and driving that hobby it needs to the hobby in this in our hobby and everything it needs to be driven it needs to be there needs to be a purpose of why we're going things why are we training for this every week mm-hmm. why are we playing these games let's look forward to some big events coming along let's like you know I want to be a better person I want to be a better hobbyist I want to be a better gamer I want to be better at everything I want to be a better nerd fairy <laughs> So I'm going to be the best nerd fairy I can be. <laughs> I am Tinkerbell. You are already the best nerd fairy we know. I'm trying to think if that's a high or a low bar. <laughs> a little column A, a little column B. <laughs> so, but that's, that's purely where my hobby's gone, is yeah. like all into different stuff. So, but getting back to the basics of actually picking up a brush mm-hmm. felt good. Yeah. Felt really okay. good and creative. I and did love that. Is that something you can keep going, do you think? Like now um, that you're back in the store, obviously time is less plentiful for you. Let's yeah, say. it's far less plentiful. It's very, it's much harder. So now that we're back in the store, it's um, it's good to be back in the store. But at the same time, yeah, I'm like, cool, mm-hmm. cool. I've just got to say goodbye to my hobby for a while and get back in the yeah. store now. So it's um, it is tricky. Once I get my table set up and I get the RPG room set up, I'm going to have more to do from there on because I'll think of more ideas. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the hobby will still be in the background. <laughs> yeah. But eventually one day, yeah, eventually one day, what I do want to set out some goals for this year is making some really cool, big, epic dioramas, mm-hmm. some cool fight scenes, and just show other people what you can do otherwise in this hobby. Not just paint for like tournaments and stuff. You could fully make your whole fight scene diorama that could it could be a talking piece for your house because that is probably the other thing that geelong has been guilty of for a long time is it's painting for the reason of games yeah or painting because there is a tournament or painting because it's not is there another reason because i only paint stuff (laughs) i play with we'll discuss this (laughs) on another episode but but i mean there's the people that only play with the stuff the, yeah the painted stuff there's you know there's, there's, and there's different levels of that but there is mm-hmm. a a large sort of mindset of 
I need to have these painted because I'm going to a tournament. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Mm. Um, and that invariably at some point sets the standard of what you're painting. Whereas what you're talking about, there's no game. There's no anything. There's no There's no real reason apart from the fact that you will take enjoyment from it and other mm. people will take enjoyment from the end product. There is, yeah. a, there is a reason, obviously, because what we're – what Rich is obviously focusing towards now is the first room of Rich's fantasy cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the for fantasy cave. <laughs> but I'm going to keep saying fantasy cave. That's like yeah, the yeah. Well, we want to be big into dioramas, right? Yeah. We want to be. We want to motivate hobby in this store and in this scene. We want to motivate people to you know pick up a paintbrush and try this and try that. It was really cool. Uh, probably two months ago, we had a lovely lady came in and, um, again, didn't look like a gamer, didn't look like anything like that. And she came in and she fully blew me away. So during the, um, during the conversation, she had a, um, she started a hobby with her partner, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of they did World War II reenactment stuff, of like creating dioramas and okay. stuff, right? Yeah. And he was a hobbyist from back in New Zealand as well. So he was um, he knew his stuff and doing his thing, and she got into it as well because she saw him doing her, her, his hobby. And, and then she came in, and um, he stayed in the car for some reason. She came in to look at our tufts and different effects we could get and things like that. I was like, okay, cool. And um, turns out, like, shoot, they fully made these epic dioramas of World War II and stuff. Like that. It was exactly everything that we do, right? But they're just making dioramas at home so that they can reenact and um, create these scenes from back from World War Two and World mm-hmm. War One and the battleship sinking and all sorts of different stuff and tanks sinking in ice and all this sort of cool stuff. And I was like, this is epic. Like, this is fantastic. And she said, yeah, we just do it for totally of creating these, this art. And I was like, bring it in one day. I want to see this. This is awesome. And it was what really what it really showed to me is Anyone can do our hobby. Mm-hmm. Anyone can do it. Anyone that wants to create a story, have some imagination and really try something different and stuff, anyone can do this. Anyone can pick up a brush. You don't have to be, say, you know, a natural singer to pick up a brush. You don't have to be a natural sprinter to pick up a brush. You could, you know... You don't even have to be a natural painter to pick up a brush. No, exactly. Right? Like, And there are... What's, what is really amazing, I think, in our current generation, in this 20... 20 you know, wherever we are now, this last like five years, so many um, commission painters have come out of the woodwork of not just doing commission painting, but doing online tutorials everywhere they go for their marketing mm-hmm. and advertising, yeah, which yeah. is making us try different techniques. And, mm-hmm. oh, this rust effect wasn't hard to do. Hell yeah, that looks really simple. Makes you want to go and do something different, right? Makes you want to go and try something and do something and stuff like that. Like our current tournament, we've got... Um, painting competition at the moment is AK effects yep. and doing that stuff. Um, and it's about just incorporating any AK interactive effects from like ice, snow, water, whatever you want to do, tufts, and then um, incorporating that into your, your model, your diorama. And we want to see how you use these different effects and what your thought process was on it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And that's the thing, like hobby, Creating. our hobby used to be very much, I mean, I'm I'm showing my age here, but uh, going into a GW, buying some 40k or some fantasy or Blood Bowl or whatever it was at the time. I mean, you talk about you know 
goblins for 30 bucks. Like, mm. I can still remember buying Blood Bowl season two for, for two 20 and six pounds. pounds. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's what it used to be, and you'd go home mm, and play. Three chickens and a goat. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a marriage proposal, and a mate. bag of heat. Um, <laughs> but now, like, the, the hobby has evolved. The, the painting side of things is just so much more than, than it ever used to be. Mm. Like, we, I remember, you know, you'd play these games and then you'd see pictures in White Dwarf or, yeah. you know, Golden Demon of these models that were expertly painted uh, which, you know, my dog could probably do better now sort of thing. You know, mm. the, the the level back then was just here and now it's just so far beyond that. Mm-hmm. Everything. And, and you've got that here too as well where, where you've got these sort of these tufts and these AK stuff. Had that lady coming in talking to you about dioramas like that's just such an indication of where we are at this stage Mm. and how many different people need this hobby Mm. and i it's really cool pushing a store that is um is like a healthy hobby Mm -hmm. is um during lockdown it was one of the most successful businesses and with the games workshop in the uk and stuff Mm -hmm. because people could still do their stuff at home and we i had a conversation with a lot of friends about how a lot of people were really struggling in lockdown and a lot of the people I connected with actually were doing relatively well comparatively mm. because they still had something to connect about. They still had something to talk about. They still mm-hmm. had something to occupy their time, their brain, their, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff as well. Yep. So it was, yeah, probably a, a little bit of silver lining over the last couple of years. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Well, look, we're here at the store. Let's Let's talk more about the store as an entity. Cool. So games you've got going on at the moment, what games are you most excited about that are either being played at the moment or that, you know, you want to get played in the future? Um, most exciting games that are being played at the moment. Or, well, I can, I can go first by telling you what's most popular in the store at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Go from yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what we got, our number one most played game in store is Infinity. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, they normally come every Wednesday nights, but then they're looking for games or other nights as well and just going hard. So futuristic sci-fi, maximum 15 models, fantastic game. Class is skirmish game, but the depth in it is ridiculous. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just full depth. You can go as deep as you want. It's incredible. And the, the races, the, the the models are fantastic. Like they're they metal are. models, but to paint when you've got them all together and you're painting them, whoa, it's bloody spectacular. Yeah. The uh, detail is there. It is so, and you know, people whinge about metal models and, and that, mm. or you know, the, 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 you AKA about Jason models. Murdoch. I, I, yeah. I would <laughs> absolutely do that. I, I've or listened have, to so or many you have of your the whinges. Other, well, they're just a pain in the dick to assemble. Um, <laughs> but I mean, the other half of that is you get people being like, oh, they have the weight of a fuck off. Um, but <laughs> these metal models, and I'm so used to metal models and thinking about the old metal G-dubs and stuff that were mm. nice, but they, they're kind of chunky. They're kind of good. These are like the scale is finer, step one. Like mm. they're actually physically smaller models, but the detail is crisp. Like it, it's like you're using a, a resin or a, a plastic or something like that that is just infinite like and even some of you know and i'll compare the old night models as an example similar scale but the detail is just shallow so it's actually Mm -hmm. hard to paint whereas i find the infinity stuff just easy to paint because the detail is so and it's not over the top kind of 
you know, exaggerated detail and, and textures and stuff like that. You would get in a lot of G-Dub stuff. Mm. Um, it's, you know, true scale, but it's just really like crisp is about the best word I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, oh, everyone that gets into it is just loving it. Got a community, real good community now. Every Wednesday night, get roughly 10 to 16, 14 players, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. So that scene's going off. And because the system's functioning around a tournament system, mm-hmm. it's bloody good it's mm. bloody good there's no like one faction that's going to wipe everyone out because you know it's going to happen it's like there are so many gotchas but every army's got gotchas to deal with it it's a really good system man so that's our number one play at the moment number two is um most likely uh lord of the rings yep. um so lord of the rings is a big one and that's a um i love that as well they the guys are fully into the theme of it right they are. If it doesn't make sense, why, why, why are you playing it, man? Like, <laughs> it has to make sense, and the way the army builder and everything does, it makes sense, right? So we got guys, really talented people like um, Albert, who makes a lot of our terrain here, making the mines of Moria out late. Bloody awesome! Um, they're doing custom bases. They're doing all sorts of stuff. These guys, when they um, hobby their Lord of the Rings, is just ah. Oh, fantastic it's really cool to see their their battlefields all laid out because everything's like you go to a tournament for them everything's fully painted everything's ready to rock and roll everything's like looking and, and in when character you say, when you say fully painted it's not i threw three colors on this the week beforehand because no. it's the next best thing our best painting for the last competition for our store champs that we had five people were all in all in the running within one point of each other to take out top prize so um, that's how hotly contested the um, the painting side of it and hobby side of it is for Lord of the Rings. It's fantastic. Um, it's really cool. Everyone gets their shit together and gets it all painted and stuff. It's it's great. We've you, got a new podcast out of it and everything. So do they do they even paint the bases? They do paint the bases. I, it, last episode. I mean, it's <laughs> a whole thing about me painting bases. Don't even start with me. No, I didn't. I, I didn't say a thing. <laughs> they can't see the look. No, I gave you a look, but they can't see it, so it never happened. The look. Wait, yes. if they can't see it, it never happened. Why the fuck am I wearing pants? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got short shorts, but yeah. <laughs> I, I thought the pants would be off after I gave you that look, but anyway. <laughs> So, Infinity, Lord of the Rings. Back to fantasy. And then from there, it's just a big, it's a big mix of a conglomerate of just, oh, an abomination. So you got, <laughs> it's the, our pool is so diluted at the moment because all our customers are all stretching out and all mm-hmm. blanketing everywhere, right? We've got guys playing Kings of War, then they're playing Malifaux. Now they're starting Infinity. Now they're going Age of Sigma. Now they're going 40K. Now, like, it's just everywhere, everywhere. Hordes and War Machine. Again, got guys going there too, and it's like it's just this big pool of everything, really. So, um, which makes it tricky to find a, a regular night for a key system that you want to push mm-hmm. because everyone's got so many systems on the go. Yes, um, it's just really diluted everything, really. So there's no real key night for them all. Kings of War on Thursdays was fantastic, but it's just really died down at the moment. Um, but um, but the hobby side of it's still really good, so that's why I've been loving it. Like mm. just the hobby side of it. But um, it's really pulling me into these other ones. Uh, Star Wars Legion has got starting to get a bit of a following, which is really cool and really cool to see because it's a really fun game. Um, and it's just something to hobby and paint differently towards everything else. It's just been great. And um, Malifaux picked back up as well, which is really cool, doing Malifaux RPGs. So we're like, we've had our first okay. session. We're all absolutely addicted. We can't wait to get back for the next session, but we're all trying to get five, no, six people order. The, the real life conundrum. Yep, yeah. the real life conundrum. So 
Um, but that's really taken our Malifaux side of things and getting stuff painted and getting ready, which is really fun as well, which is great. Um, but apart from that, yeah, it's just a big sort of like smudge of all these other systems going on. So, uh, which is cool. I don't mind that. We even had um, we had Saga played in here the other day as well. Our first games of Saga, which is okay. really really cool. Um, our new um, Viking tables are going to look sick for that. So they'll yeah. really lap those up when they're That's when they're done. Another actually really good system. Yeah, and, and when they were talking about it all and going for, it, I was like, "Oh, this is actually pretty cool." Yeah, random tokens and different shenanigans all around yeah the, the uh, fatigue mechanic on that is is really cool yeah, the battle fatigue board and is getting your win back as well um, and stuff like that and they got me interested because they started age of Ma- so they do the like the viking age and the fucking roman age and the this mm. age and the that age and fucking great but age of magic they did yes. a fantasy age yeah and that is how they got me yeah mm-hmm. yeah that, that intrigued me too because like the other historical stuff I'm like oh it's cool and then boom the magic came alive yeah. oh I can have a dragon now we're talking yeah, 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 yeah. and there's, there's, I've even got customers starting to uh, talk to me about our Frostgrave yeah and stuff like that which is very interesting our, our Kings War Vanguard which is a skirmish system for Kings of War mm-hmm. um, yeah just a bunch I mean, of different see, games what, we get Burrows all sorts of badges stuff played in here, in here uh, Burrows of Badges are seen here as well yep yep they had one game here which was like, one night and that was really cool to see um, loved seeing those little characters of squirrels and things that was great and you bring your little crazy war bands I love that that was good fun um, and yeah I think Kingsley had a full army of just snakes yep. hissing around and ducking and diving <laughs> in the little grass oh it was funny um, so now I, the 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 kinds of games we're getting through here we're getting oh, everything yeah yeah um, and we tend to be sticking to what we know, so sticking to wargaming systems, yep. tabletop systems, rather than going to cards and things, because I just mm-hmm. don't really know cards. Um, and um, so they're really our, hard to paint. All right? that yeah, they're very hard to paint. But all our current gamers, right? They they see us as a wargaming store. They don't see mm-hmm. us as a card store. So um, they know that when they come here, they're they're getting wargaming, right? So that's that's sort of where we're just mm-hmm. stuck to, because just what I know. So yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. But, you know, obviously you're getting a lot of different games, but mm. what as you as the ultimate nerd fairy, what are you most excited <laughs> about? Ultimate nerd fairy. Um, what am I really excited about? Um, is there a I... game coming out or that is out that you have played that you really want to play more or that you want what, to play? What's the one that's there's got you by the balls? One that's got me by the balls from their models currently called Conquest. Okay. Have you heard of Conquest? I, the last argument of yes, Kings. Yes, the last argument of Kings. The last mildly angry discussion over <laughs> politics of monarchs, yes. Um, I have not played the system. Yeah. I have not. I've seen like a couple of photos of like you can either play it like a f- rank and file fantasy game. Yeah, because they slot into the multi Yeah, and they give they? you both bases. They give yeah. you rounds or they give you the trays. Yeah. So they give you both, so which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but they've also got a skirmish game called First Blood. Yes. And if you learn those rules of First Blood, apparently that's exactly like the big game and you just transfer them over to the trays okay. and off you go. So that, so that game, is that Conquest, the last argument of King's First Blood? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Just their new kits that came out, they've got like this barbarian ogre race yeah, yep. riding dinosaurs. And I'm like, whoa, Ooh. shit. But the dinosaurs, they look amazing. They look like, wow. Like incredible sculpts i'm like these are sick and so i was like okay well 
um, we got a bunch of like free conquest stuff to give out to people. So I've through the community, I've just been giving out these sets of models and things, and people can paint them up and get into something different. And because it's a larger scale, I think it's like thirty-two millimeter or something. Yeah. You got. I've got some sets to give you guys as well. So that, yeah, I'll give you some tonight as well. The um, the larger models are like quite easy for people to paint mm-hmm. and try things, try different stuff going on. I mean, it's um, even that point that you know, all of a sudden you're not trying to paint eyes on a tiny little twenty eight mil. Yeah, like you've got a little bit, a little bit of like breathing room. Like, yeah. okay, I want to try some funky colors with this cloth. I'll take my time and see if I actually can do some hedge highlighting or <laughs> try some different lighting and shadows. And I don't know, even if you just want to paint some broad space and have easy mode. Why not, Happy right? Days. So, but the models have um, even their old stuff to the the brand new stuff is what I I just did an unboxing for it on my um, mm-hmm. on my little YouTube channel, and um, I just opened the War Run, the new Barbarian race, and um, I think they've been out for about a year now though, or half a year, and um, yeah, the quality of plastic, like it was just it was phenomenal. It was really nice. It was like G Dub plastic, and. Um, because you know, GW do they do do beautiful plastic? They do now. But it was um, yeah, <laughs> but the um, the detail on these models, like these big hulking brutes, you got every muscle in their back, you got every muscle in their yeah. shoulder and stuff like that. I'm like, these are amazing. Mm. So right now, currently, it's got me really addicted to. I want to put all my projects down and just paint this. Okay. Just that's okay. how good the models are okay. for me. So. Damn. I'll be doing this for about twenty years, so it's, when it, when I see something like that, it gets me really excited. I'm like, I want to paint these. Yeah, okay. I really want to paint these. So yeah, the quality of these are just yeah, oh, schmick, really schmick. So yeah, that's really exciting. I want to do that. Star Wars Legion. I want to get a force done. Yeah, I really want to get into that and also get my fiefdom done for Lord of the Rings as well. So yeah, they're the ones that have really got me by the uh, the hobby balls, and mm-hmm. I need to crack along and go with that. And also. One of my big things I've got this year that I need to do is a diorama board mm-hmm. that's like roughly one square foot by one square foot or something of a battle scene, a full-on battle scene in the world of Malifaux, so in the world of Weird. So it's going to be dark and dangerous, backstabbing, little scenes going off behind every <laughs> corner, right? Where you got all these... Grim- what I'm picturing in my mind is the guild trying to deal with a really rambunctious, drunken lot of gremlins. Mm-hmm. And they're all <laughs> they're all trying to like work out how to arrest all these gremlins everywhere. But they're drunk and they don't give a shit, right? Yeah. So there's brawls behind every dumpster. All sorts of like guild members are getting it, ganked. It is and, that kind oh. of... It, it's that kind of one where you can do those little cheeky scenes of just stuff going on. You know, somebody yep. somebody trying to light the coattails of somebody. Yeah, you know, exactly. All those kind of little shit. Someone riding a pig through. And um, that's what I want to do. Yeah. They're, they're the kind of dioramas where I want to like... I want to go ham on. And... <laughs> Oh, hang on. <laughs> but well played, sir. God. I had a big Full talk bacon. to Nikki today about it, and I don't have to do every system that comes through the store, right? Correct. No. I don't have to paint every system where I, in the past, that's really hampered me from doing anything because I felt like to push these systems, I need to do this. I need to get these systems. I need to paint my own armies and get it done so I can talk about them. Why don't I just... Buy a fully painted army and I've got it for the store. Yep. Take my time off, take my stress off it. And the stuff I want a hobby for, like these hobby diorama projects, they are like crack to me. I need to get this off my chest. This year, I need to get this fight 
this crazy fight scene off and running because I think it would just be a it would be fantastic for the customers to see just mm-hmm. something really cool and something so big like this big huge hostel or yeah. whatever that the, the gremlins and stuff are all fighting over um, and just have a real good fun play with it and just see what people think of it and maybe come up with their own ideas yeah yeah um, and yeah I think that's what's really got me by the hobby not this this year and I'm really cracking into that that's one of my big hobby goals that I have to do this year I'm going to put that back on you what's you two what's something big just one thing that you have to do this year in your hobby I'll let you go <laughs> silence <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I mean I feel like it, so the currently unpublished last episode because mm. right now it is still unpublished. Yeah, I noticed you had it up. Yeah, anyway. no. Well, I was busy doing other shit, <laughs> um, which we will get to in a minute. Yeah, um, other shit is coming later. But yeah, so yeah, also unreleased other shit. No, it's, all, it's semi-released. Anyway, um, I am stalling. Um, but what we... <laughs> We um, we basically talked about you know the, the year that was for 2021 and what we were aiming for for 2022 mm-hmm. and the thing I probably banged on about too long in that episode was the fact that I've done a bunch of kind of online competitions or local competitions and stuff like painting competitions yep. and I've never actually sort of taken the opportunity to do a larger in person paint comp never just just shown up and, and thrown my shit in the ring. Um, okay. And it's kind of, it, you know, it's it's a hobby goal in that I'm going to actually have to do something that's worth putting in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a, a little bit more of a, you know, I, I've played safe a little bit too long. So let's let's just, you know, kick it up a notch. So that's cool. probably the one Take that I, I, need to, I need to force myself to do. Cool. And into some painting comps. Yeah. like And, and as I said, not, not in line because suddenly you can control the photos and you've got a level of anonymity online anyway. Like yeah. you're not showing up and going, hey, this is my, my best work. I'm going to put it next to these amazing pieces of work that I'm going to blow the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that there's – it's more personal yep. the second you're in person as well. So, you know, it, it's a little bit more raw. It's a little bit more real. It's a little bit more um, – you know, I think it's probably harder to do and there's a lot of people that don't do it you know, myself included up until now because it is a, uh, you know, you're putting yourself out there a lot more than normal. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of the plan for this year, assuming it's that we're... a really good crack yeah, in these painting comps. Yeah, okay, so cool. assuming that we're allowed to run them. And painting comps are tricky, right? They're really personal. They're putting mm-hmm. your work out mm-hmm. to others. And me and Jason have talked about this before of a lot of us that are going into these painting comps or learning how to paint better and stuff, we all see each other as like competitors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas we should all be encouraging each other, mm. like, you know, getting better and encouraging and each other and growth and taking each other's feedback yeah. on rather than avoiding it. Cause I, I feel like we do that too much in this hobby, mm-hmm. especially the painting side. Mm-hmm. We all want to be the best, but there's, there's so many areas where we can help each other. And we could all get so much better. Yeah, and it's funny because, I mean, so many people show up to gaming tournaments and know that they're not going to win, mm. know that they might not even be very good at the game, mm-hmm. but they go up because they want to meet with people who like the same things. They just want to roll some dice and play some games and, you yeah. know, it's that kind of thing. And even the people who do that reasonably competitively can generally do it, assuming they're not complete dicks, to you know, and have fun. Mm. And, and I've seen top table for, uh, like battles at various tournaments uh, at, with very good players mm. and they've been giggling their ass off the yep. whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter who wins and loses or anything like that. And it's I an don't enjoyable understand, game. And I don't understand why 
painting competition isn't exactly that because you get to the end of a game in a tournament you're like oh i think if you had done x y or z you might have had me yeah um and that's exactly the same thing you could do in a painting competition correct yeah yeah look you know we talked about this and you know painting painting for me is something different i do it to relax and i do it to paint models that i want to play with Mm -hmm. let's say Mm -hmm. um i don't tend to paint dioramas or anything big because I mean I think there's an attention span thing going there as well I like to get things done but for painting competitions for me I can go I can roll dice play games have fun not care if I win or lose with painting competitions for me and the reason I don't do them is because there have been times when I've entered and I've gone I'm really happy with this you know, this, you know, I, I played around, I did this, I'm really happy with what I've given out. And then you get a score. And it just deflates yep. you. Right. And yep. that's, that's almost where I think the other half of it, and I absolutely agree because it is, there is, and that's the kind of piece I was talking about, is it's putting yourself out there and going, mm. this is the best. This mm-hmm. is my, this, this is, is my, what I'm proud of. This is, but yes. you don't think... It's up to where it should be, or whatever, or, like that. You know, yeah, the, yeah. Like, it's not, no, not even you might think. I mean, I know that I'm not going to win any painting competitions. I enter. That's not the intention, but the intention is for me to go. Okay, this is the model that I'm really happy with, mm. and to get feedback where it's like it just pulls it back. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, encourage. Yeah, it that. pulls it back. Yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, and it's a concern. And I think the other half of that, though, is the maturity of painting competitions as well. And, you know, this is only saying, you know, remotely what I've seen, mm. but a lot of the, the larger ones are not about a score per se um, in that you won't get a score. Mm-hmm. Um, they A lot of the big ones have, you know, effectively – um, multiple, they'll have a best in show because everybody has a best in show because you have to give somebody the big fucking prize. Mm. Um, but effectively, that's best in show and it's just a judge's pick. Otherwise, they have almost like a uh, a gold. In the same way, if you entered Armies on Parade, you might get the, you know, go from store level to regional level or anything like that. They almost do that. So you have like a gold, silver, bronze level mm. and there'll be, you know, 100 entries and five will be gold and 10 will be silver and 15 will be bronze and mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. And then if you ask for feedback, you might get it, but the judges are pretty fucking busy. But otherwise it's about the experience of going and seeing everyone else's and talking to them and what they did and seeing cool ideas and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I think there probably is a level of maturity of the systems being a little bit more sensitive to just putting a, you know, devaluing something by putting a number on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's what, that's what I really, really push with ours and, and Jace has been great on this as well, is that the, the two painting competitions that we have done on this podcast and we will do the same for the one that we've currently got going, mm. like we will dedicate a stupidly long episode and go through in detail what we love about each particular model. Yeah. And at the end, we'll just throw a prize to a random person. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but there's there's got to be that 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 encouragement and yeah. and mm-hmm. push that. Hey, this is great, and sure, you know, maybe next time try this. You know, I see what you've done with the eyes, but what about 
you know, this yeah. sort of thing. Mm. Um, that can be great. But there has to be encouragement and there has to be, this is, yeah. you know, yeah. this is great about this model. Next time, maybe try yeah, maybe a brown could, rather than a red or you something. You could put in there as well, like, cool, if you want feedback, mm-hmm. put that in your yeah. entry that you're open to feedback. And I've even seen, seen some of those. other ones, then, you know, yeah. then you don't need feedback. That's mm-hmm. full. That's cool. There was a couple of big ones where they literally said, and it was an online one because everything's been online in the last two years, mm-hmm. um, but it was literally, all right, if you entered and you want feedback, comment in this post and we will eventually get around <laughs> yeah, yeah. to to going through that. So, I mean, it's an interesting piece, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I think they've moved away from you are a 7 out of 10 because of X, Y, and Z. It's no longer a thing. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, and I think the the feedback and the value is actually probably less from the judges who are, you know, trying to judge everything and more about more from your peers. The experience. It's almost mm. a peer review before it's a... Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I never, for our future tournaments, like painting competitions and events and stuff like that, I don't think I'll ever do a popularity vote again. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're getting random people to come in through the store, vote for it, move on. It's just a popularity vote. They already know, like, friends know who's already got their stuff in and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's just like, why? And look, the second you, you see somebody that? campaigning... For those, yeah, and things like that, it kind of did. Anyway, I've it. had people saying, "Oh, mine's this. Vote for this." I'm like, "Okay." I mean, I, I did that. It takes all the heart out of it. And then, then I don't vote for them. I, I'm yeah. like, I, and I told them as well. I was like, "No, I don't vote for them." Well, I did that, but I did that mm. for like a cosplay competition that my daughter entered. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's the Bonds like, baby competition yes, all over exactly. again. Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So that's I, I won't go a popularity vote because I've just seen them not people get disheartened, right? Because they're like, oh, yeah, that one. But oh man, do you see the skill on that other piece? I'm like, well, no, it's just a popularity yeah. vote. So you know, that's what they picked. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I think there's different. Like I, I've legitimately, and this this is not trying to do humble brag, um, but to demonstrate exactly, or not quite exactly that, but. The the it's not even if it's not a popularity vote, right? People just vote for the thing that is the most eye catching or the thing mm. that they can see easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I there was a podcast forever ago that I listened to that was talking about how you win best painted. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of which I very much agree with, but even one of the points was work out where is a high traffic area in the venue that is well lit, and that is where you set up. Because you need to have the people come past and you mm-hmm. need to have them be able to see. Yep. And if you've got, if you are on table 36 tucked away in the back corner, nobody's seen your shit. So yeah. what's the point? So it even gets to that level. Um, yeah. But I've, I've legitimately placed in tournament painting, you know, best painted type things when I know for a fact there were golden demon painters at that tournament that mm-hmm. didn't get a look in because it was the model as it was modeled, painted exceptionally well but mm. unless you physically go and you pick that up and you have a real good ass look mm. you miss the overall kind or you miss the value of that mm. model um and you know i did some giant fucking dragon on a rock spitting lava at a thing and it didn't have to be amazingly painted because you mm. could see it from across the room yeah. um <laughs> so it is it's a different piece and then the other half of it is you do get the campaigning element mm. of it yeah. um mm. So it's yeah, it's it's always a really a tricky one to balance at a tournament level. Mm. Um, so that's Jason's hobby for the year. Uh, <laughs> that's where we started. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We, we, no, <laughs> look, look, the point the point of me bringing all that up is that 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 for me a hobby is 
It's more about playing games and, and having a bit of fun. Yeah. And I will paint. And my goal this year, I like. I yeah. Hit, what's your big goal? Well, my big goal is to paint again. It's the same as last year. I want to paint, put paint on model every day of this year that I can. Cool. Yeah. It doesn't have to be much. It just every little bit counts. And last year I did that. I missed thirty two days out of the whole year. And I completed 150 models. Wow, cool. So this year I've gone, well, 150 models. I don't know if I can replicate that. Mm-hmm. But what I want to do is keep that, keep a positive number. So mm-hmm. currently for 2022, we are what, three days in? We are three days in. Three days in. I think so. Yes. I'm sitting at negative six because Jace gave me a sprue the other night of six models. So I haven't finished a model and I've got six extra models. And so every I'm time at- he paints something, I'm giving him a spray. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> Don't you care. <laughs> but that's my goal, to to get through some of that backlog, some of those old models that I haven't painted for whatever reason. Um, but I also want to try some of the models that I'm most proud of last year are ones that are more or less followed step-by-step step with Warhammer videos. Okay. I want to move away from that and look at other videos, other people, people that aren't related to GW. I mean, it helps watching those GW videos because the GW Mm. paints are what I have. Yep, yep. And I can go, well, this one uses bloody Emperor's Children, so I've got that. I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, So I'd like to watch, find some other painters out there that are using, say, let's say mainly GW paints uh mm-hmm. and see what sort of tricks they're they're trying i want to try a bit more with my painting rather than you know i don't know many tricks and and, and things that i can do to make things look fantastic mm-hmm. uh dry brushing for example took me so long to actually get slightly right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i always sort of seemed to go too heavy-handed on it and it just ended up covering the model again so <laughs> if I can learn a few things, if I can reach a positive number, yep. paint a few things, and more importantly, play a few games, have a bit of laugh, that's probably my goal for the year. Cool. Mm. Nice. And well, the, I really like the upskilling of your choice and stuff like that, mm-hmm. broadening your area about different painters and different stuff like that. That's really cool. That's yeah. good. Look, you know, I've seen... That's how you learn. I've seen with... with I mean, Jace does it all the time, and it's easy to ignore Jace. But I've seen with other people That's I fair. know now trying new things and going, okay, well, this is the way I'm painting this because, you know, I am painting this f- light blue from the top and then dark purple from the bottom because I want the model to look like the moon's hitting it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? The, how, did, how did you think of that? Mm. I couldn't think of that. So that's... That's the sort of things I want to start trying and start thinking a bit more about cool. and incorporating to a degree. Yeah. To my lesser See, I don't paint do object gym. source lighting yet as mm. well, and it, that's a bit scary yep. for me. <laughs> um, but that's also something I'd love to give it a crack, like especially this Malifaux scene. I'd mm-hmm. love to get some, effect, say, effects from some lampposts or, mm-hmm. you yep. know what I mean? So I might even put LEDs in there. I don't know. It should, could be fun. So put some natural lights Ooh, in there. Yeah. That'd be good. But but yeah, we'll see how we go. Oh, that's mm. good. Good hobby goals. Excellent. Mm. Well, yeah, now now that you're you're in the store, you've got the store going. Yep. Let's talk hobby as a hobby sort of side of things. Are there many products 
that you're stocking or that you know about now that you didn't know before you opened the store? Oh, Things. so much. Yep. So many stock. Because, well, every customer that comes through and puts an order, it's like another adventure for me. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I'll go like... It's like that Lord of the Rings thing. Oh, another adventure. Because um, it's like <laughs> going on I up. go hunting for the product, right? Mm-hmm. I go hunting for the product and it it's oh, it's quite bad. Like Nikki says it's bad, but I think it's good. We um like I'll go on there and look for the what the customer's asking for, and then I'll look at everything around that product that incorporate so mm-hmm. like ak interactive right we started getting some orders for ak interactive like mm-hmm. effects grime mm-hmm. effects stuff like that so i was yeah. like okay cool i'll go check out the effects and see what they do um automatically fell in love the ice effects of smashing stuff they do and everything the the water effects the the swamp the bubbles and there's a lot of controversy around ak and what they've done in the past and stuff like that to broadening people's scope of what you can do with the sets and things okay. probably approached a little bit different and probably how you shouldn't and whatever but um mistakes were made mistakes the were products, made the products are good products are, there's the problem products are fantastic and um look if you saw what they did in a museum you wouldn't bet an island because it's in a museum but mm-hmm. because it was in a hobby magazine everyone was like Ugh. No. But um, yeah, it's but apart from that, like the, the effects that they do are fantastic, and I was like, okay, that's why we made this competition around them, right? Because to show what different effects you can do, and that was just one. Someone asked for streaking grime one day, yep. and um, it's a staple. Then I was like, I went into look at it, weathering effects, uh, streaking oh, grime. You opened a got one. big cool. old door. Yeah, big locked door. <laughs> I should not have opened, but so glad I did. And now we've got, now we're getting the full all terrains um, stuff for AK Interactive. So our next order that's coming should have heaps of stuff, yes. um, and it's got streaking oh, everything right, and all our top ups and things. And I didn't realize how much we stopped until I went looked in our system and seeing how much I had to re-top up and reorder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, geez, okay, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. This is something we really want to focus on. So I started um, looking at that, and then um, uh, Reaper Paints is something that I started delving into from mm-hmm. another company and. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, there's no Reaper paints here in Geelong. Interesting. I was like, why is that? I'll just order some and see what they're like. Got some Reaper paint kits and stuff like that and gave one to a customer to check out. And he's like, no, that was actually surprisingly amazing. It was all dropper bottles as well. Mm-hmm. These little like triad, these little triad kits is what they t- they call them. Um, so they have like um, red here. If you want to paint red here, it gives you two reds and an orange, right? So you mm-hmm. can paint red here. And then... Um, the next one might be um, uh, necromantic skin. So you've got all like purpley ne- decaying skin. So you've got three bottles of that. And then it just, you know, you've got these little colors that go together. And if you if you know your painting, you sort of know they go together. And this should be the base. Should, this should be the layer. And this should be the highlight, yada, yada, yada. Um, so that's been really, really fun and really, really cool. So, and uh, we're really going to get into those. And then just all these other little sets. Then I started getting, okay, we're doing this for the AK interactive stuff. Let's go see what else they got. And again, mm. every time I'm ordering, there's just this little rabbit hole. Nikki's like, you done that order yet? Four hours later, well, yeah, almost. And I'm just still like just looking <laughs> at stuff and sussing about products, finding out about new things. And, and then I'll just like, oh, we just got this new line in. I'll, okay, I'll check that out. And then I'll just go and check that out. And then suddenly, oh, okay, cool. We've got 40 sets of them on the way in too, honey. You're like, oh, yeah, cool, cool. You just do your thing. I trust you. I'm like, yeah, cool, thanks. Um, and then I just keep going. And then, <laughs> so, But the yeah, the amount of um, different products that I now put on offer is, I didn't even think we were going to get this sort of stuff like rust effects and streaking grime. I was like, you know, basic painting and i was like i'll just do the normal hobby needs brushes um at the start we didn't 
I wanted to go nice and cost effective for the community. I wanted to get something new and different in here. That's nice, cost effective, yep. cheap mm-hmm. stuff. So we went to Modifex with the combat company, brushes and all that sort of stuff, just trying different things. And the quality of hobby that we're now seeing in Geelong is it's just been fantastic, right? And so now we're starting to get these broken toad brushes in and uh, Windsor Newtons and different stuff and everything's just evolving. Okay. And then I started getting AK Interactive Scenics and, and now I'm getting all their like their basic brush line and their fully synthetic brush line in now too because they actually are in packets and they actually look really lovely on the shelf. I'm like, well, that's, that, that looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so everything's just leading to these other stepping stones of all the other other products coming in and i just want my store looking really pretty mm-hmm. so if it looks really good on shelf and really pretty i'm gonna be gaga goo goo for it right yeah so what i'm really gutted about is privateer press do some marketing boys come on like oh p3 paints like the paints are fantastic the paints are good they haven't had a new paint set for i'd say 15 17 ever. years ever and it's like What's going on, guys? Like, it's a they're amazing paints. They're fantastic. Give me something to work with here. Give yep. me something going on here. And to be honest, they were, they were never kits. they Give were never great out. at marketing the paint stuff. They were good at marketing the game. Yes. Um, and the problem is, I think you know, paint painters, hobbyists, or everything like we are distracted by the newest shiniest thing. Correct. Yeah. Um, so you know, you see the P3- new red grass wet palette. You see, like, you know, different stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, P3 Paint came out mm. and then, you know, Games Workshop did, oh, we have, you know, shades and washes and, you know, they, they started doing that stuff. And mm. then Scale 75 brought a bunch of shit out and did a bunch of yep. marketing and, you know, and you, I own all of those. Um, but, <laughs> of course you um, but you you start seeing people jump from one to the next and seeing mm-hmm. what's different and what's new about it. And there yep. isn't anything new and different about the P3 stuff. They're still in the same bottles. They always in. Yep. They're still the, the same. The same starter packs are exactly the same, and they're just starting kits for each faction. That's yep. all they got, and that's what they stick to. There's nothing else. Yep. I'm like, and they market give me it as something to work with, but they market it as paints for Hordes of War Machine. Mm-hmm. So if you're not playing Hordes of War Machine, why are you buying them? But yeah. they're actually legitimately just good. Yeah, they're paints. fantastic paints. Like um, they're just great. They're very similar to the old Games Workshop, like the original Games Workshop. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, they do Back have some inks Xbox. and stuff as yeah, well, which yeah. is very interesting. So good quality inks and they like a bit more intense in color. Mm-hmm. So you think you're going to get this color, but you don't. It's like, oh, I need to play with this before I put on a model. Yeah. Um, made that mistake. But um, <laughs> It is not a wash rich. But yeah. it's like I want to keep my store nice and beautiful because this is my hobby, right? Yeah. This mm-hmm. is my thing. My beautiful store is my hobby. And the AK are going really well in line with that. We've got these new AK interactive uh, paint sets as well that are in stock. Just picked and, up some. Um, and they're very gorgeous. They're just they are pretty. These, these very beautiful like front things. It's also for like the non-metallic metals and stuff. They've actually got like a little tiny pamphlet in there. Cool. First time painting non-metallic metal. These are a couple of steps. If not, mm-hmm. go online and check out professional painters out and yeah. stuff like that. And it's just like these new... Things are really making us really broaden our scope. You've got the new um, Army Painter contrasts coming through soon as well, mm-hmm. which is going to be direct uh, combat to Games Workshop's contrast. Yes. But they're like half the price. I'm like, whoa, okay, this is, looks looks amazing. Sounded too mm. good to be true, but then you go and see the, um, Some of the, the reviews, online uh, reviews for the pro painters that got banging. their hands on them. Yeah. And yeah, they're looking very swish, very swish. So it's very interesting to see where the hobby's at right now. Very interesting. So that's probably the, a danger. The marketing though. thing is getting bigger and bigger. That's probably a danger because there is so many 
companies pushing so many products. Yes. How do you like? Yeah, you've got that's, contrast. That's why, why we're we going speed paint. Yeah, Are yeah. we going magic potions? And that's from why we're seeing where we fit into this community. Where yeah. do where's our hobby products and stuff going now? So um, that's where we're just branching out, seeing what we're doing. Cool, mm-hmm. we're doing okay. Sweet, let's go all okay. Um, cool, no one does Reaper. Sweet, let's go into Reaper. Yeah. Like trying to set ourselves, give the community stuff that they can't get at other places. Yeah. And that way it just, everyone and, can get it at least somewhere in the mm-hmm. local. Keep it yeah. local. So And realistically, I, some really good advice I heard someone give somebody else, it wasn't me, um, <laughs> was, you know, someone's like, oh, which is the best paints to buy? Should I buy Vallejo or G-Dub or P3 or Scale 75 or AK? or And one of the comments on that thread was legitimately a, uh, one day you're going to run out of black and you're going to want to whip down the road to your local store and pick up black. So sometimes the best paints are the ones that you can get locally mm-hmm. um, because like any of those ranges now are reasonably quality products and yeah. people will swear Vallejo or AK or Scale 75 or whatnot. Like people have their preferences um, and a lot of people pick and mix bits and pieces from either ones. But mm. realistically – they're all good. You can do good things with them. And if you can duck down your local and pick one up because you run low on red, well, that's kind of a win. Mm-hmm. And it's a big win for local stores too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for those, even those those little bit, I can't stress it enough. Support your locals. We're in a weird time. Um, and I don't, this is a thing I'd like to say on here. Guys, if you see something online, go to the gaming store and say, hey, can you match this price? Go to your local. Yeah, We'll do deals. People think locals don't do deals. We do deals. That's a dangerous thing to tell me. Yeah, I know. No, no, I know. But no, no. a lot of people will Look. be disheartened that they don't go buy it online for the price. Yeah. If it's in it for I us mean, as well, if we can play with the margins and things, by all means, approach us. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a one-off. I think there's also there's also the piece, right? Well, we'll come close to the price at least, right? Yeah. Like, we've still got to keep our lights on. Don't get me wrong. And this is don't it. get me wrong. But... um. I'm not going to slash all my prices 30, 20% off like all other stuff. I just, I can't survive like that. No. It's, it's a, it's a race for the bottom. Well, and if you but, literally um, just had a know. warehouse and a website, different story maybe. Correct, yeah. But you know, the other thing you're paying for every single time you buy a bottle of paint is the fact that you can come in and play games here. Correct, is the yes. fact that you get the environment, you get yeah. the atmosphere, you get the fact that Rich fucking vacuums every morning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can kick the vacuum into gear. Um, and our events and our planning and our drive, yes. like we just want to make sure the hobby is nice and healthy, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I just feel like that, you should not expect the same price as you could buy online. If you go and find mm. the cheapest available price, you shouldn't expect that at your local, but you also don't expect the cheapest price at your fucking local Woolies too. Well, like, correct, yeah. Um, you know, I it's could, good when it shows up, oh, but, yeah, but the thing is, everyday low like, prices. what people don't realise as well is that we're not a Woolworths, we're not restricted to, we're not, we're, we're restricted to a certain type of customer mm-hmm. um, and it can be very hard. Yeah. Like when you go spend that and you're not spending at your local, it's it's it can be very yeah. tough on the local and be like, well, that one dollar mm-hmm. could go towards my rent for the week. It could go towards the lights. It could go towards the tables and mm-hmm. terrain we provide. Yeah, yeah, it's all sorts of different costs that go into this. And so realistically, after the, I order something and take off my membership discount, it's not too far off anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. And that's, that's why we want to do the membership side of things. We want to support those that support us, right? So, you know, you're coming in, you're supporting us and doing our thing. Cool. That's where we give back to those that are supporting us. You guys yeah. keep our, 
um, you know, keep our doors open. So that's why we do that. So. Yeah. If you want to reach around mm. from the Nerd Fairy, that's how you get it. <laughs> reach in, around in, from the Nerd In the fairy. Fantasy Cave. <laughs> oh, my God. This is my favorite episode. I don't mind this. <laughs> I don't mind that the Fantasy Cave is in there. <laughs> so, but. Um, I feel like we need to rename yeah. the RPG room. Sorry? We yeah. need to rename the RPG room. <laughs> what? The fantasy, fantasy cave. Fantasy cave. Oh, that's cute. That's really cool. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Done. Fantasy cave. This is oh, how you get rich excited no about anything. I mean, yeah, a bit of message to the guys yeah, back in Danny Boot. Yeah, just, just ask them if you can tribute. Um, <laughs> this yeah. is not the real fantasy cave. No. This is just a tribute. This is just um, a tribute. And then but you could no, put this diorama in here and it'd be like a real... Th- As you can see behind me, this is a blank wall. So we want to... Um, change this into getting more of a feeling of mm-hmm. some wealth of knowledge and things like that. So all along here, we're going to have bookshelf soon. Lovely. So yeah. similar to out there, so we want to keep it all on theme. So mm-hmm. black bookshelves will go all across here, and we're going to go get a whole bunch of sci-fi, fantasy books, anything like that you want to donate. They'll mm-hmm. all be in here for looks. Yep. If you like anything, $5 a book flat, whatever it is. Excellent. Yeah, and that like way... It. The people that are in here playing D&D or whatever, they can look at books, they can look at new ideas, fantastic, cool, and then, of course, if they want to take that book home, five bucks done. Yeah. Like, it's it's just something for us as well, and that way we can keep topping up with new books and donations, whatever. It's, it's similar to our Bits, bits mm-hmm. buy, right? They can come along, just buy a bag of Bits for five bucks, and it's someone else's treasure, so... A bold action person came through. He actually knew what he was doing, and he saw some bold action stuff on our, on our, um, on our Bits... Um, thing yeah. out there on our bits counter stand. on our stand and he, um, he comes up and he's like Are you sure you only want five bucks for this I was like yeah it's for the bits box it's just from the bits box yeah no worries and he's like cool and I was like why is that he's like oh no it's like a you know it's just a $40 model it's fine I was like, <laughs> I was like it's in the bits area it's yours buddy five bucks it's purely a community turnover thing he's like that's yeah he was cool he was wrapped I was like cool and I, I saw his little smiley happy face and he was he was wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> so he got, he got his reach around from the Nerd Fairy that day. Yes, the Nerd <laughs> Fairy delivered. <laughs> He'll be back next time. Yeah, exactly. So, oh. like, it doesn't matter how bad a, re- a five dollar reach around is; it's still a five dollar reach around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> five oh. bucks is five bucks. Yeah. I mean, no, that's wait. it. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the wrong end of that. <laughs> oh man! I'll give you the five bucks later. Um, oh. So we've gone from tournament. To little store. Yes. To big store. Yes. What's Reason. next? What's next? Yes. Ooh. Well. Huh. What can you get? What can you give us? I know. Well, I we're know. we're here for. So we've been the little store to test the idea out. Now that we've got the idea and we've got our customers, cool. It's it's great. We move into a bigger store, and um, what's next is really learning how to make this store everything it can be mm-hmm. and everything it should be. Um, that's hence why we want to do the whole bookshelf idea um, with illuminated lighting, hopefully around all the edges and stuff to really theme this place mm-hmm. up, um, get to where we want it to be. And then um, out there, the whole rest of the wall is going to be covered with shelving as well. So we're going to be um, stock, 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 yep. hobby crazy. So we want to go hobby stuff, hobby materials crazy. Um we do want to start going at um, different uh, things like um, uh, train sets maybe and different mm-hmm. hobby materials, which is going to be really, really fun. Um, that's something we're excited for. Um, but uh, yeah, for our next part and where we have to delve, we have to just see 
what our next opportunity is to see how we can get that growth and see mm-hmm. what we can do. Um, what we're really excited for is um, with you guys coming out with the Blood Bowl idea. Um, we've got an Infinity Tournament at the end of the month, so we really need to learn how to, with our new custom tables that will be coming in, focusing fully on this store and trying to get it to where it needs to be. Um, like I'm a dreamer, I can't wait for the next store. The next store is just, oh man, I cannot wait. I'm just foaming every time I go home. Um, but Nikki says I need to stay on track and think of this store. So I'm concentrating on this store. And yes, we want to really theme this store up even more um, for what we got planned for it. So uh, that's why a lot of the ceiling and stuff has been left free because stuff's about to go up to 20, which will be pretty cool, um, and just make you feel like you're in another world. So that'll be very, very fun. So once we get that up and designed and sent off and created, then um, we'll be hanging up some big flying monsters and things all through the store. So it should be very, very fun. Um, So, uh, But yeah, there's just what we want to do for this next part of our adventure is really trying to find where we fit in the community with our hobby stuff, um, with what systems. We're still, we're still a very new store. We're yeah, still yeah. a very new store and where we fit into the community. So now that we've, um, we've got our Infinity crowd, we've got our Lord of the Rings crowd, we're just trying to fit into where, we, where people Where's want us to crowd? be. Yep. Um, and that's going to really determine of where we go next. We'll, we'll support whatever comes our way, right? So, um, yeah, we, we thought... Um, our store was going to be totally different than what it is, but it's just transformed into this totally different beast than we thought it was. So who knows what we're going to be in six months' time mm-hmm. to a year. Um, but what we do want is the the passion and the atmosphere to go up another level. And just that's always what we're going to be about, though, is probably passion and, um, and uh, interactive area first. And then business and stuff is always probably going to be second, which is pretty bad probably. Yeah, but I mean, realistically, you ran tournaments mm-hmm. and you put the community first and the tournaments went gangbusters. Yep. You build a store and you put the community first and assuming that, you know, the same, the same kind of result happens, right? Yeah. So the idea is, is if you give to the community, the community theoretically just want to be here and... Yep. If they're mm. anything like every nerd I've ever met, their hand goes into the pocket because there's shit on the shelves. Yeah. Um, I can't walk out of here without buying shit. And that's, what, <laughs> yeah. and that's what we're learning, right? We're learning to, okay, cool. What do we have to now invest our money in, right? Because we mm-hmm. need to see what we've got going on, what our clientele are wanting as well, mm-hmm. and just going with that. So that's why we're seeing a lot of um, hobby ideas and hobby questions for every single system are so different. So mm-hmm. that's a big gap we want to fill for our store is trying to branch out to different hobby, yeah, different hobby stuff, and and that way, like if we can um, eventually get, I don't know, magnets that float and crazy air smoke machines, or who knows, who knows where we can go with that. <laughs> we haven't even delved into airbrushing. We haven't even delved into say like um, cards, and we haven't delved into a whole lot of stuff we haven't done yet. Yeah. And we need to just really, um, what the store is going to be really good for is keeping me centered and um, seeing what I can do with the space Mm -hmm. and seeing how I can get it growing from here. I really want to put a mirror in the toilet. It's going to be a big one this year. I want to get a mirror for the toilet. On the roof? Ooh, no, (laughs) no. But I just really want a mirror for the toilet. (laughs) Um, But that's that's the funny not, not, Not to be confused with a mirrored toilet. Okay. No, no. Just people want to, like, you know, 
One of those two-way mirrors. The gaming store. What are you thinking about with um? What do you want to do next for the store? And these are the things I think about. I want. I want to get a really good mirror for the toilet. Like I want to. <laughs> I want to make sure. Like you know, it's it's why we've got hand towels for every time you wash your hands, right? That's why I want people to be as comfortable as hey, they can. He's so you know? fucking bougie. So, every time I come <laughs> in here and I go to the loo, I'm like, I'm using a real towel. Yeah. None of this paper shit for me. <laughs> Somebody's gonna wash this, and it's yeah. gonna be rich. Sucks to be you, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just waiting so, to, you know, for the time that I turn around. There's a guy there little, holding, holding the towel little, for me. Yeah, yeah. with a little, little pump of soap for my hands. Uh, <laughs> one day, one <Yeah>. day, <laughs> one day we'll have like a real high class tournament at the future store, and yeah. I'll hire someone to wipe your hands for you. Oh. <laughs> hands? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's a whole different type of tournament. Take away from notes. Okay. Uh, excellent. <laughs> But um, but yeah, these are the things we want to do, right? Full service, so it's yeah, good fun. But, I mean, it, it's a little bit of a wake up call, I think, for for you know, me who comes in and goes, "Oh, you're running a store, you buy some stock, you fucking shit here and wait for us to buy that shit." To I have to think about you know the the lighting. I have to think <laughs> about the fucking mirror in the loo and the fact mm. that the hand towels are washed and because I actually want it to be nice. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's that kind of shit that I think you don't think about. When you just go, oh, I'm no. just going to nip down to the store and I'll grab some shit. Mm. Um, so it's not the kind of thing you expect. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I got the idea because we went to a wedding. Yeah, it was at a it was a little like a nice wedding venue, mm-hmm. and I kept wanting to go to the toilet because I wanted to go <laughs> and just use the toilet and wash my hands with the flannel. Um, you guys call it a flannel? No, that's a Kiwi thing. All right, right, cool. Uh, with the towel, ta- uh, oh wow, cloth hand towel. Hand towel. Okay, yep. The hand towel. The wiping thing. The wiping thing. So, <laughs> so I just wanted to go back to the bathroom every time to use this um, to wash my hands because I just felt classy, right? And then every time I left the toilets to go back out to the wedding, I felt like real classy. And I was like, yeah, cool. I feel proper. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to do the store. I was Fancy like, cool. Fuck. Fancy as hell. Wash your hands. And also, it was real funny. The so, health um, health and safety people came through to tick us off at the store. Yeah. And um, it was real funny. I said... I said, oh, yeah, cool. So you check out the toilets and things. They said, yeah, yeah. And they said, oh, what are, the, um, what are all the towels and stuff there for? I was like, oh, yeah, so people, customers can come wash their hands. And they said, wow, okay, cool. <laughs> I got it. Why does the health and safety inspector confuse that people wash their hands? That's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. I want to know about. <laughs> and I said, is it all right? And he said, yeah, that's uh, no one does that. That's fantastic. And they said, for COVID, that's a big tick because everyone's using their own it's hand single towel. serve, yeah. Um, it's quite funny. <laughs> and, and, and he said, just when you go wash them, yeah, just use gloves. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because some people didn't just wipe their hands. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> so, but it's no, it just it makes you feel nice, clean. Yeah, I've I've done it again. I'm a gamer, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a gamer. Gaming, gaming stores. Um, you know, you don't want to touch the toilet seat or anything. Man, I went to CanCon on there last year. <laughs> oh, Holy shit, Ooh. that was bad. No, wow, that was terrible. Like, yeah, it's just you know, wade through the puddles. Man. Yeah, you got to you got to wade through the puddles, and then when you get to the toilet, finally. Flooded with crap everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like and human course, beings. You are disgusting. And of course, it's Canberra in the middle of January, so yeah. it's bloody a thousand mm. degrees, yeah. and it's just you. It's it a full yuck. convention center, and you just hit hit by the wall of smell yep. as you wander into the shed. And, and, and you just don't. I don't understand that people that go to the bathroom and they don't take care of the bathroom after they've done. This is not the conversation I thought we would get to. <laughs> But it's a conversation we needed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, is, he is like... It's like, come on, guys. Not, I'm not, it's, it's 
not I'm not your mum. Or your mum shouldn't even have to do that at no, this age. No, there are some things I wouldn't wish like, on my mum. There's a toilet scrubber there. Scrub a toilet. Make sure it's clean for the next person. Not hard to ask. Yeah. So, yeah, look. When we wanted to make a gaming store, we didn't joke about... I've got deodorant on the shelf. Like, we didn't joke about making this a nice, clean place. Like, we've got deodorant on the shelf, ready to buy for you on game day. Done. So... Please. <laughs> well, actually, you know, we started a tournament, small store in the in the little store next door. Yeah. Someone comes to me, he's like, "Oh, do you have any dairy?" I was like, "Yeah, I do." He's like, "Oh, can I use it?" I'm like, "Well, no, it's a roll-on." He's like, "Oh, you sure?" I was like, "No, no, no, <laughs> definitely not." Um, yeah. And I was like, from that date, from there on, I'm like, "Cool, I'm getting deodorant and from the store." Legitimately, it was one roll-on Rex owner behind the shelf. Thank you. <laughs> It was one of the things I did as a TO is actually have a can of deodorant on the TO desk like back in the day just because somebody's going to need that shit. Yeah. Would you just wander around the hall and just spray random people? Yeah. An event, they (laughs) did do that. An event in Melbourne, they did do that. He had two cans behind the shelf, behind the counter, and he, yeah, yeah, he got ready to rock and roll. He just walked down the line, shh. Man, fuck okay. they had asthma. Who, who cares? <laughs> just went, walked down the road and, did, and sprayed everywhere. And everyone was like, and they, and they put it in the pack. They said, we are going to spray it. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either take care of yourself or don't. And yeah, it was blah, blah, blah. Well, they didn't have to because they did it for them. Yeah. And thanks, mum. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Enablers. <laughs> um, but yeah. So it's uh, I love my hand towels. I love it too. It's, it's the best. It's and good. I mean, <laughs> feels good. I don't care. I'd, I'd we, like we're going to talk the you know bathrooms that I appreciate. We'll we'll discuss this on off air. <laughs> I do eventually want to get some music in there too. Oh, that's what I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Elevator music. Well, no, legitimately, <laughs> I went. I went to uh, a restaurant. Again, it's rest- it's fancy ass restaurants that do this shit, right? But yeah. I went to the bathroom, and you went, and it's just this little little quiet thing with some sounds of the rainforest and some birds yeah. chirping and shit. And it's like they can't hear me now. <laughs> I could do anything yes, in here. Yes, exactly. Um, it was a lie. Yeah, they could, in fact, hear. But it gave me the illusion, and it felt <laughs> a little bit secluded and separate and everything. Okay, do um, I do like horror screaming, or should I do that? <laughs> that could be funny. <laughs> On flush. On fl- <laughs> Run! Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, the longer they spend in there, yeah, they just music just gets gagging noises. Yes, the volume goes up every every ten <laughs> seconds. Every, every <laughs> 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 Something died. <laughs> but I could. Oh yeah, these are the kinds of things that I really love to experiment with. So that could be really cool. Oh, do a motion sensor. <gasps> hey, what are you doing? When, in when, you, when you put it, when you put it in the mirror, right? Can you put in a fake coin slot behind it? <laughs> it's just in a hole. Yeah. No, no, I will not have that. But <laughs> but if you put it in a real coin slot, people would test it, and you would just collect. <laughs> the but then you'd hear. Once the coin drops to the rest of the coins inside, you'd know who dropped the coin in the bathroom because they'd come that's out. That's why you need the fancy like ass music. Space. Yes, yeah. that's why you need. That's why you need. But the you still music. hear the ching. Not, not, not if they've been in there for four four minutes and the oh, music's the up music's, to twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so doing that. And I, I found out like I've got cameras now for the store. In, in the, the toilet? toilet? No. <laughs> oh my god, no. 
Okay, let me get this clear. There's no cameras in the toilet of Throw the Dice. Yes. Um, but Yet. what there is really cool is yeah. that I can do it from my phone, right, and mm-hmm. see the store from my phone, but I can also... There's a microphone. I can talk through oh, my phone and it comes through the intercom in the <laughs> camera. I'm like, oh, this is cool. So now <laughs> yeah. I can be at home and like one day when I have employees, I can be like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you not working? Yeah. Oh, was it a double one? <laughs> Jason, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get good. Manual, manual shit at this game. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> uh, really do see all. <laughs> Or someone's playing a card game, eh? Like Malifaux, and I'll be like, Jace, use the Joker now. Use the Joker. <laughs> oh, no, two threes and a four. You're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then I could do all sorts of stuff, which will be. The guys will hate it. And yeah. like I said, I've been watching The Office, so I've got so many tips to, <laughs> oh, dear. to play have some fun. They but, shouldn't um, be referred to as tips. But no, <laughs> I'm very proud of my bathroom. Thank you. That is glorious. Cool. <laughs> well, that's, that's probably a good spot to end. Oh, that is a highlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. End on the toilet. End on the toilet. Is, uh, unless you've got anything else. No, that's everything I needed to say in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, why don't we plug a few things while we're here? So... Yeah, you guys have got some stuff coming up too. We have some stuff. We have cool. some stuff that has gone up on Facebook today and yesterday. So we have officially announced Thoughtless Bowl number one, which is being held right here oh. at Throw the Dice yeah. on the 5th of Feb. You took another podcast or something. I was like, Thoughtless Bowl? I was like, no. No. Not one. <laughs> no, no, no. So Thoughtless Bowl, a Blood Bowl 7's tournament right here at Throw the Dice. Going to be epic. Wow. I'm so looking I'm forward fucking, to it. I'm excited. I'm yeah, you're lucky I'm wearing pants right now. Um, it's containing. Yeah, now, give me right. This is sevens. This is sevens. And it's great for beginners, yeah? Yes. Correct. Fantastic. We so are, if you're beginners, guys, come and have some fun. Yeah. The the idea about this tournament is to have fun. It's yep. not going to be, you know, pushing the hardest team or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. going to be about getting as many people into Blood Bowl 7s as we possibly can. And We want the shenanigans. Gonna, we want the shenanigans. Blood Bowl, <laughs> Blood Bowl is a game that goes wrong for everybody. Yep, Equally. You know, the dice will screw you no matter who you are, no matter what team you're playing. So come and have some fun. Learn the game. By all means, we are, I mean, the, the interest that we've had already has been pretty good. Yep, and good. Just, you know, people... Yeah, guys are cool talking about it in the store too. They're getting pumped. Excellent. So it's good. It. It's good. Yeah. Uh, no, really, really excited about that. So 5th of Feb for that. We've also announced our January-February painting competition. Yes. Uh, so that is online. Whatever you want to paint, any model, any system, any number of models, mm-hmm. the limitations are you must use black and white and two colours of your choice. Can, okay, for all the viewers, can you mix those colours together? We, we don't have viewers because this is an audio medium. Can, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Nobody wants to watch um, us. Can, can you mix those colours together Absolutely. to do other colours and stuff? Yeah, like but, as long as you use but, those core groups. So, yes. so, cool. so the, the caveat is, right, is those two other colours, and that's why we didn't go three. So I was you like, am I base coding everything? Yeah, just so leaving well, it. So you... You can't if because you, we said three colors. You could take your three primary colors and mix yep. everything you wanted. So you yep. make it two. You can mix those two together. You can mix those two and any combination of them with mm. black and white. But it's those two colors. Cool. Black and white. Okay. Sick. Yeah. So, well, that'll be a good fun one. So I'll enter it myself. I'll yeah, just be my first hobby challenge that I've done for a long time. Yeah, excellent. That could yeah, be fun. No, look, we're just keeping it nice and easy. Chuck a picture of the mm. model that you want to paint up on the <laughs> the event when then, you're done. 
Yep. Post a picture of it done. This is a painting event. It's not a painting competition. We are looking cool. for most creative use yeah, of colour. Yeah, just again, this is the one that I like. Mm. That that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best painted. Yes. It doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean it's... So anyone that is hesitant about entering because of the model that won last uh, last event... Well, you're not winning again. That'd be not. cheating. No, exactly. So... Uh, no, it was very good. That's why uh, there was a, there was some, and look, there have been some absolutely amazing entries in both of the ones that we've run. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if anyone is hesitant and they have a spare thirty hours, go listen to the episode where we announced it and see if you still have the same hesitations afterwards, mm. because I feel like we appropriately gush. We do. Over yep. Everybody. Yes. We are good at gushing. We are a yeah. veritable. Yeah, a lot of the guys, like a lot of our younger crowd, that have come in and started doing the hobby of Lord of the Rings and yeah. stuff like that, they are seeing these challenges as great ways to upskill. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I've, I've been loving these young guys. They're hungry for it, right? Yeah. And they're taking on every challenge. They don't give a and, shit. And, and that's it's great. Kind of, and, and the whole idea is, and this is why, you know, it's one model. That's all you need. So it's not a suddenly, it's not a massive investment in, I'm painting an army of these and now I have to do an army of this color scheme. Mm. It's, it's a palette cleanser. It's one thing you don't have to spend forever on it because, again, it's not a painting yeah. competition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a chance to try something different. It's a chance to try something new. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't work, you, you'll probably find something just, you know, yep. happens along the way that's kind of cool. Um, and we will appreciate all of them. And mm-hmm. we, we definitely will. And then there will be you know, random... We'll do or, some stuff. You know, prizes going out to people for the most creative and... Fantastic. What we like the most, that sort of thing. So Cool. Um, but that that's the two that we've got going. You've got the AK... Yep, I've got the AK effects competition. So uh, that is 5th of February where that's due in. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got from, you know, start of this month right through to then. So, so when you show up. So you can bring it in when you enter. come in for the f- Blood Bowl. Oh, yeah, Tournament. when you come for the Blood Bowl because that's <laughs> yeah. on the 5th as well. Yeah, just so, bring it in with you. Um, Happy days. Two birds, one stone. And, yeah, you just literally uh, any size model, any size diorama, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just about using those AK effects in your models and there's going to be three separate judges mm-hmm. that um, um, like best painted and best use. And then you're going to have best use how the AK interacts, um, AK effects interacts with your terrain that mm-hmm. is in the piece. And then also the whole theme of it and how you've used the AK interactive to bring out the theme of the whole piece. So I've got three different judges. They're going to be judging that. So yeah. and go from there. So. So more about more about storytelling, yeah. Than storytelling, that the whole diorama thing, I love, yeah, right? Yep. So that's what I want to do. See what's and using some cool, it's just making people branch out to different effects. Actually, picking these yeah. AK up and giving it a crack, Try like something. the water effects, the foam effects. You can yeah. do anything, the, right? The, and the crackle just effect, have some so you fun. Give that a crack. Crackle, you can <laughs> give that a crack. Yes. Um, <laughs> then, yeah. So that's that's going to be super fun. But that's our that's our next hobby one. But yeah. Excellent. Mm. There's lots of shit on. There's lots of shit on. Lots of, lots of to good get stuff on. For. Yeah, yeah. lots of stuff it. to get kicking up your hobby for. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, very very fun. That's awesome. Mm. Well, well, thank you so much for having us. Thank yes. you for for hosting us here. Um, that was lovely yeah. for spending your evening off. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like like I said, I don't start working. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's. Oh, it's great to really get in touch with you guys. You guys have been a big supporters of ours since we opened, and it's always been a um, a great relationship with the Thoughtless Casual Gaming, with what we what we do here, and we love love hearing about what you guys are doing and what we're doing, and and how it all corresponds, and, and helping each other with the 
community mm-hmm. is because um, these communities that we're starting up with you guys are they're they're looking like really fun attractive games like yeah. you got marvel that we're really doing really well with and then also the um um the uh blood bowl that we got going on too that it's going to bring on a whole lot of different hobbyists that get to yeah. see these different um blood bowl mm-hmm. you know crews going on it's yeah. going to be really cool to see and some of these um, crews just look fantastic like Alice and her her Nurgle that she's got going on mm-hmm. and oh just fantastic I sold the uh, uh, the corn blood bowl team the other day and I didn't realise they had like little um, minotaur men going on I was like this is cool full yeah, crouch yeah. pose ready to rock and roll I was yeah, like the yes. corn gore is, is a group I, mean, I, don't know yeah. who, I don't know who you sold that corn team to no I, <laughs> yeah yeah you just took it and ran. Actually, did I charge him? No. <laughs> I paid for it. I paid for it. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's yeah. it. That's it from us. Thank you very, very much cool. for listening. Uh, by all means, if you haven't already, if this is the first episode you've listened to because you wanted to hear more of Rich and not us, uh, <laughs> if you, for whatever reason, liked what we were talking about, uh, give us a follow. Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, Twidbean. Uh, and again, thank you to our Patreons who help us uh, get some prizes going for all these competitions and stuff that we're going. Mm-hmm. So really appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. If and you're in the area, you, yeah. By all means, drop Step in, in. See what we've been talking about. And for if you're the not in the area, sure. he has a store online. You he can, does. You can also <laughs> shop via the interwebs. Or we can travel now. You come in, have a look at it, and then shop online if you're too, too far, far away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keen, keen as a bean. All right. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, guys. It was awesome. Thank you. Gotcha. See ya. Casual